Welcome, everybody, to episode 67 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today's episode is going to be on the recently released Assassin's Creed 3. We did our preview uh, during our Hangover episode last week on Assassin's Creed 3. Well, it came out. Some of us got our copies. Others didn't. It's a fun we'll, game, though. We'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> How the fuck would you know? <laughs> uh, anything anyone wants to tease? Ooh. For later. Uh, only thing I played was Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I uh, caught up on some some past releases. Uh, Guild Wars Two, I finally got around to playing. Mm-hmm. Civ Five, I finally got around to playing. Ooh. And Borderlands Two, I finally got oh, around man. to playing. Oh, nice. Corey, you had a nice week there. I did have a nice week. We'll I'm talk e- about that too. I'm excited to listen to what <laughs> you think about Borderlands Two. Um, the only thing, what was I going to tease? Oh, uh, we're going to talk about some of the Halo Four reviews later too. Yeah. Um, and then me and Will both got copies of Windows Eight, yep. so on our computers so we'll talk a little bit about that but i think we're going to do a hangover episode on windows 8 so uh nibblets eric take his way all righty um dishonored is already adding some dlc they're putting out a challenge map i'm not really too positive what that is but uh because i didn't i actually traded dishonored in okay. already uh, yeah how, how far into it did you get I played the first time i played was the only time i played okay really? couple, like three missions maybe Come, yeah a few okay. hours um Anyway, it's going to be 5 bucks in December, and then they also announced there's going to be two story-driven expansions in 2013, and that's from GameSpot.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo 4 was announced. It was the most expensive game that Microsoft has ever been a part of. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any actual figures in here dollar-wise, but... No. Um, I don't think they came out and said... Or did they? No. Okay. No, they didn't, but... Um, I want to said... know what it costs in relation to Minesweeper. <laughs> they said it's not even close, like the okay. comparison dollars to all their other stuff. So mm-hmm. it must have been pretty damn expensive. Yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Three broke Ubisoft's pre-order records, beating Assassin's Creed Revelations. Bet it did. Uh, I think I just want to say by how much. Um, Does it count? Is it counting the ones that weren't delivered? <laughs> <laughs> Real funny. Corey. You know, I'm not Real sure. Funny. We'd have to ask Will. He's the expert on that. But yeah, it doesn't say by how much, but it was their most pre-ordered game ever. And not that any of us care, but Grand Theft Auto V has been announced for spring of 2013. Mm-hmm. Cool. For all of you Grand Theft Auto fans. There you go. All right. Will, what do you got for us? Um, my first one is Dead Island Riptide is going to be released April 23rd. And that's... You know, you guys being Dead Island fans, is it just too far past release for you guys to go back and play some DLC for that? No. You, you still would? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about playing it again. Right. I want to play with friends, though, and none of my friends have it anymore, I don't think. Can you blame them? Yeah, Eric, I would probably agree with you. If I had played through it and, um, you know, beaten it, I probably would have traded it right. in and not been willing to go out there and get it. Yeah. Since I never really had it, um, because that DLC is coming out, it might be a good time for me to pick it up. Like, would you if they release, like, a premium edition with all the DLC or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Because right. I, I, that is one I'd like to go back and play through. All right. Yeah. In all honesty, I have kind of wanted to play Dead Island. You still have it? Yeah. And I've been in a video game funk, so I've really been thinking about playing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I may just do that because I don't still have You still going to let me trade Halo Reach in? Yeah. Sweet. Just, do you want me to bring it? No. Crap. Uh, we'll figure something out off the air. All right. 
Um, the next one is the original Mass Effect is coming to the PlayStation 3 on December 4th. Mm-hmm. Which that's good news for the people who haven't played that yet that's, on PlayStation. That, that is good. That should have happened a while ago, probably. Yeah, but, really. Yeah. And it's a great game. Yeah. So, um, next one is Borderlands 2. It shipped 5 million copies and is called one of the most successful releases in 2K history. And XCOM... Although the exact numbers weren't released, but Take Two called XCOM a critical and commercial success, so that's very good to hear from Sweet. both those games. That is good to hear. And I remember we talked about XCOM was a big game for the future. Yeah, we talked about that. So it's, the thing about that, and, and I think it's all in the phraseology: uh, critical and commercial success relative to their expectations. I would say, otherwise, they'd probably would have released the number, right? Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, that's PR talk, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, as long as it did well in their eyes, that's, that's all that matters, yeah. you know, relative to what they expected out of it. Because, they, they, you know, they, they wanted it to be a hit, but I'm sure they weren't expecting it to move copies like, you know, today's shooters are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great sorry, game. Go on. But it is a great game. And my last one is just kind of funny. I saw it on Kotaku. They had a picture of uh, Bioshock, and they replaced it with Bioshack. <laughs> and they had a picture of Shaquille O'Neal on it. If you guys get a chance, look at that. It's a hilarious cover. I laughed at that for probably like five minutes. Nice. And that is all I had. Okay. I will go next. Uh, It was announced last week that G4 will be canceling all of its gaming program at the end of the year. It includes Attack of the Show and X-Play, along with uh, presumably, I guess, its E3 coverage. Which is Uh, bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was a huge fan of Attack of the Show a little while ago. I never watched X Play that much. Sometimes I would I if it was X-Play on. A lot. I had no problem with it. I just, it was just on at a weird time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that pretty much seals off. I mean, G Four is switching over to a new channel. Uh, I guess the new year anyway. So, um, that just that doesn't means... make any sense to me. No, I agree. Because Attack of the Show was was it was a cult hit, but it was popular amongst you know a certain sect of the population. So. Yeah, um, but even so, like you, you'd figure they kind of had the market cornered on on you know gaming programming, and yeah. considering how gaming is only growing, like there's more and more gamers than ever, you'd think that'd be something they'd want to hold on to, you know? Well, do you think because of the rise of like internet TV that that's because ca- it's a cable station, it's kind of going by the wayside, maybe? I don't know because I like IGN has uh, their. I don't even know if they still they're still doing it. I haven't watched in a while, but they have their original programming: the um, Greg Miller show, yeah. uh, Cheap Cool Crazy, and Mixed is another one of their shows. And I used to watch them all the time. I haven't watched them recently. That's why I don't know if they still do them. Um, but they're not that good, right? Relative to what G Four puts out, yeah. G Four always did a great job too with their E Three coverage. It was yeah, always really good. They did. So. And that's important, not just for consumers, but, you know, yeah, people inside the industry. You know, yeah. it's nice to have that kind of coverage. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll just cover the shit out of it next year. Yeah. We'll have to save up all year and only send one member of the Thumbstick Athletes. No, I, I'm just kidding. Will. I was going to rent a private jet. I was going to say Eric. <laughs> Are you going to... Put me in charge of it like you guys did the old Republic uh, Guild. The Guild that came into my mind, and that's exactly why nobody else it. wants to do it. So just let Eric do it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Boy, that turned out well, didn't that? <laughs> Still thriving. Yeah, yeah, you were just dominating on there. So yeah, that'll that'll mark the end of uh, the good shows, attack the show, and X play. So that's sad, but. Yeah. 
Uh, Disney purchased Lucasfilm earlier this week for $4.05 billion and has plans of making a new Star Wars trilogy. Chump change. Um, I, I had actually, someplace had it $4.05 million and I was like, that can't be right. There's you no have way. It cheap. Yeah, I was like <laughs> four, only four million, but it was it was four billion. Um, well, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm not optimistic about Star Wars turning out good, but I at the same time I think Disney will probably do a little bit better of a job than uh, having George Lucas mouth breathe his way into all the all the movies. You know. Are you gonna go see it for sure? Probably. But it's the first one's supposed to come out in 2015, so we got to wait. I was gonna say we may all be dead by then. Who knows? We, yeah. So how how do you feel about that, Corey? I'm definitely excited. Okay. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's like a dream come true to me, to be honest. Yeah. It's good. It'll be good. I think it'll be good for it to change hands. I know it'll probably get a lot of hate still, even if it does turn out to be good. Absolutely. You know. Um, and I did hear that they might do away with all the like extended universe stuff, like just disregard it and just start forging their own path. Oh, really? I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. Hey, either. man, I kind of like it. It's business. The, I know, but the expanded universe stuff is what makes Star Wars so awesome. I think it's okay if you want to stick to the expanded universe stuff, but I mean, even even stuff within that universe contradicts itself. Yeah, it stuff does. In the, between the two trilogies contradict. Yeah, there's. So, I mean, it's whatever. There's one guy actually that his. Job is to um, like make stuff official and unofficial, and make make sure there's continuity throughout yeah. the thing. It's just like you know, one guy that does it. Well, I think George Lucas actually said the only thing that is canon is in his eyes is the are movies. the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everything else, yeah. The the extended universe is I don't know Star Wars property, but it's not not canon. So yeah. He's probably smart for saying that too, because look what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I'd be interested to see, and I don't know if they're going to go this route, but I'd be interested to see more of Luke Skywalker. And Well, the uh, the expanded universe goes way past, like, after the death of the Emperor and the destruction of the second Death Star. Sure. Um, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker supposedly re- remakes the, the Jedi Order and and all that fun stuff. So it would be interesting to see if they if they take that route. And then they could because it would be, con- you know, Mark Hamill's kind of an older guy now. Yep. So that would work, and Harrison, Harrison Ford could still be Han Solo. Oh so. man, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Well, wow. that's why I'm. Ex- that's exactly why I'm excited for it. There's so much magic behind those characters that it'd just be great to see them on screen again. Yeah, yeah. I'm ca- I'm cautiously optimistic about it. So. Well, I think you're right. It'll it'll get a ton of hate, and I'm sure you know I'll probably hate on it too. But yeah. Till then. Yep. Uh, but we got a ways to go for that. And then my last noble bit is EA posted a $381 million loss for the quarter ending <laughs> on September 30th. Nice. Good. That was shortly after they came out saying that their social mobile gaming stuff is all tanking, which was good. And then, you know, to hear uh, what Take Two say that XCOM and Borderlands 2 were a rousing success. That's I think that's good news for the gaming industry. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, EA is one of those companies that's trying to make all of their properties, you know, acceptable to everybody as opposed to, you know, trying to just make good games. So yeah. I think that's a good thing. Hopefully they shift their focus a little bit. I like it. But Yeah. That's all I got. What do you got, Corey? 
Well, speaking of the Star Wars stuff, uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen, the PC game that looked awesome that they showed off at E3, which will probably be a next-gen title, will not be affected by uh, Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilms. Apparently, Disney executive Robert Iger said that Disney will make um, will only make games on social and mobile platforms and leave the console games to third-party developers. Okay, was LucasArts different from Lucasfilm? Or was that um, under it, the... It, LucasArts was... I don't know if it was the same... I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's just the, the, the LucasArts had the license to make those games. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's still LucasArts within Lucasfilm, which, right. is, which is within Disney. Uh, social and mobile games. Yeah. I don't know how it really works. Okay. But I think that's good news because um, the social and mobile games will probably suck anyway. Right. So leave leave the con leave the leave the the big boy games to the big boy game makers. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I also have Skyrim is getting a premium edition re-release this December seventh. Uh, this is according to a listing on Amazon Germany. It includes a ton of merch, uh, a map of the world. Excuse me. I had to burp. <laughs> a t-shirt, an Elder Scrolls novel, six concept art postcards, a disc containing background material, trailers, walkthroughs, five songs, and a 600-page ebook strategy guide. Wow. Um, it's also been confirmed since then that um, it doesn't include any of the DLC, and it'll only be out in certain parts of Europe. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. Which is unfortunate. Price? Uh, I think eighty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Six, that's a lot. That's a lot 80. of stuff. Yeah, that's not bad. Because the game is still like fifty bucks, right? I mean, you can get it on sale for thirty-five at times, but yeah, it's still almost a full price game, right? Yeah, it was a gold box deal on Amazon the other day, and the deal was was the game for like fifty dollars or yeah. something like that. Really? Yeah, it's still yeah. It's still up there. It's been out for almost a year. I traded it in. Yeah, I did the too. Other day. Like a week after I got it. Well, you and, didn't have an Xbox to play it on, right? Uh, no, I had it for PS3. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. I traded it in for something else that was coming out right after. That's right. Skyward Sword, right? I think. Yeah, I think it was Skyward Sword. I, tra- okay. I just traded in towards Assassin's Creed. All right. Well, uh, my last one is Zynga officially announced a partnership with British company Party. Uh, and they plan to launch online casino games and a Farmville-based betting game in yes. Europe. I think it's in the U.K. only, because um, that would be illegal in the United States. So there's that. Um, honestly, like though, that. to me, that uh, it's a good time to buy Zynga stock. Yeah. Because even though it's tanking... They'll make money off of that. Oh, my God, they will make so much freaking money. Are you yeah. kidding me? Well, anything that involves gambling... Yeah, that's true. It's pretty pretty hard to fail. Yeah, because people it's, do it's, it. It's a pretty safe bet to bet, isn't it? <laughs> on betting. <laughs> okay, so how was your week, Corey? It was it was good. I got to experience Hurricane Sandy firsthand here at the Brooklyn studio in New York. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about how you made out in the Brooklyn Brooklyn studio. Go for it. Huh? What do you got? No, just people were asking me if you made it. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was. <clears throat> It was good. I was coming back from my girlfriend's uh, apartment upstate Sunday night, knowing it was all going to turn ugly, and knowing I didn't have to work on Monday because of the storm. Um, and I got in, and I ordered uh, two two large pizzas, was the first thing I did. What and kind? Cheese? A cheese and a white. Ah, nice. Yeah. 
um, and had those delivered because I knew I wouldn't have a lot of food. I didn't prepare anything. All I had, I bought a jug of water, and then I bought those pizzas, and that was my I love your it. supplies. <laughs> my supplies. Similar to my preparations. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got all that, and then uh, power never went out for me, which is good. It was great news because the whole hurricane thing could have gone one of two ways. It could have uh, really sucked horribly because I wouldn't have had power and would have been unable to go anywhere. Or it could have been awesome because I would have had power the whole time and could just play video games. Um, Yeah, so everything turned ugly on Monday. Uh, The bodega around the corner was still open, so I got some beer. Um, In case the power did go out and I had absolutely nothing to do, I'd just get drunk until I passed out. Yep. Blackout (laughs) during the blackout. It's funny, I was uh, watching the news at work, and uh, they were, I don't know where they were, somewhere down in Long Island. And they were just filming live footage of uh, some street that was flooded. <laughs> just people in canoes floating around and some guy walking around and his waders with a beer in his hand. I was like, that guy's got the idea. He just yeah. said, fuck it. Yeah. You know? Did you see the guy, the jogger with the horse mask on? Shirtless <laughs> jogger with a horse mask on? <laughs> Jared was out, huh? Must be. Yeah. But yeah, I had, uh, I'm off, well, t- technically, technically I'm off all this week. I wasn't supposed to work. I did, definitely didn't have to come into work, but what I've been doing is working from home a little bit when I can. Um, In between so your gaming? Great. I've been doing a ton of gaming, yeah. It kind of sucks, though, like, it's nice to not have to go into work for, like, a day, and then it's like, man, I have no structure in my life right now. <laughs> I need, you know, because you, when you structure your day around work, you tend to be a little more efficient with your day and your time yeah tell me about it makes one of us yeah because i like i've been staying up till like four or five playing (laughs) video games and then wake up at nine o'clock feeling like absolute shit (laughs) got it got a slight headache doing a little bit of work and then just going back to bed for two hours oh i've been there and then just feeling awful all day yeah that's how it was for me last night just a drowsy mess all day yeah yeah but as for the hurricane, I mean, it, it got bad here. Uh, rain was never an issue. Um, is the, the storm surge because the wind, the way the wind was blowing and the way it worked with the tides, that's what flooded New York. It had yeah. nothing to do with rain. Um, it's, it's just really windy here. Yeah. Fortunately, I am in the middle of my block on the first floor, so I didn't really have anything to worry about. And pretty much um, in terms of power outages, Bushwick, <clears throat> which is where I live, and Williamsburg had very little relative to all of New York City. Um, I don't know why that is. The hipster energy. Probably, yeah, we were fueling ourselves. I had read somewhere that, are your power lines underground? Uh, That I'm not sure of. I know they are in a lot of places in Brooklyn and in Manhattan. Um, I'm not sure about mine. There are uh, wires running overhead. I don't know if that's just internet or what that is. Um, But, yeah, from what I gather, they are underground. Yeah. So, I don't know. So they're protected from having poles knocked over and stuff. Because, like, I know in Queens, I had heard that all their power lines are um, above ground, and that's why they lost a lot of power in Queens. Yeah, Queens and Staten Island. Yeah, they all blew over and caught on fire. And then everything south of 34th Street, except for a couple little places here and there, were out of power. Um, I've heard that there's actually a video online if you Google – con ed explosion uh-huh. you get to watch a video of the con edison whatever like explode it's a good into, one into a electric shock it's pretty cool yeah. um, but they blame that for a lot of the power outages so 
All in all, the worst part about it is the subways being down. Yeah. Because, um, like, for me, I have nowhere to, I have no way to get anywhere other than taking the bus. And for me to take the subway into work, it's 35 minutes. For me to take the bus, it's like two hours. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, my one of my roommates is actually walking to work tomorrow. Two-hour walk. Ugh. As opposed to a two-hour bus ride. With no yeah. choice. I don't blame him. Yeah. Those buses are scuzzy. Yeah, they're they're nasty. Okay. But, I mean, it's mostly business as usual, really, especially in my neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know. It's New York for you. Yeah. Resilient. Yeah. Okay. Halloween? Uh, didn't do anything for Halloween. It was the first time I missed my mother's Halloween spread. Mm-hmm. That she usually puts out. I was kind of sad. Um, all I did was watch Charlie Brown. The Great Pumpkin. pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. You got my, co- new PC, my new PC uh, is all put together. I don't know if I talked about this last week. It's all put together, and I've been playing a ton of games on it. So yeah, it was it was a good good week overall for me. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll go next. I like Coriolis. I upgraded my PC to Windows Eight. Um, I did that like last night and a little bit this morning. I had some issues I had to iron out this morning with it. Um, so I, we, we, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I think we're going to do a hangover episode. But so far, you know, just in my like 12 hours of using it, I really do like it. Uh, but, you know, that's that. Uh, Halloween, I had a family Halloween party this weekend. I am the type of person, too, that doesn't like to have costumes that are too complicated so i just try to find stuff that i have around the house and make a costume so i went as gay rod for halloween i wore my yankees jersey and hat uh pink scarf tight short mesh shorts knee-high socks and some real no huggers yeah oh yeah um so i went to the family family halloween party as as gay rod i like that dan yep so I like your ingenuity there. It was cold though. I didn't Ooh. enjoy the cold. Yeah. So at least your nuts were hanging out of your shorts. Nah, it could have been close. I might I probably had some. If I had been drinking, I would have had some close calls. But yeah. I, I wasn't drinking. So <laughs> would have had a hanger. Yeah. Corey, I just watched that pile. video of that explosion. By the way, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's crazy. I don't think anybody died from that. Well, that's good. I guess only you know? ten people died in New York. Is that it? That's the last I knew yesterday at some point. Hmm. Um, and then yesterday was obviously Halloween. Uh, went to everywhere, actually. Made a ton of stops. Um, and then Which you up, love. Oh, yeah, love it. <laughs> Especially now because, you know, we, we brought the dog, so we had to get him out of the car every time and oh, get the baby God. out of the car every time. It's fun. It was nice to get home last night and play some Assassin's Creed. Sure. So. Did, uh, be nice. did Max get to do any trick-or-treating? No, because the weather was, like, really – it was really cold and rainy, rainy and yeah. windy, so uh, we didn't we didn't end up going. Yeah. What was his costume? He was a dragon. Ah. Yeah. Did you get the pictures of him? Corey? Dragon. I did. I okay. did, yeah. Allison sent him to you. Cute as a button. Yeah, he was adorable. Actually, at the family party on uh, Saturday, I guess it was, there was a costume contest, and he ended up tying – with the with the winner, so he was. Who was cute. the winner? Anybody I know? It was Val's one of Val's aunts, um, who I voted for because she <laughs> she she was Harley Quinn, and she oh. she made one of the other she made one of the other uh, other kids cry. So I was like, I have to vote for the person Dang. that made made a kid cry. 
Is nice. that is Harley Quinn just a video game thing? I don't know. Batman. I, yeah, I don't know enough about Batman to know. I don't she's think so. I think kid. she's in the the series. Okay. If I had to put money on it. Yeah, uh, that's my guess too. Yeah. Did um, she know her from the video game though? I don't think so. Um, her husband was the Joker from. It was the Jack Nicholson Joker. Nice. Yeah. So. That's the best Joker. Yeah. Yeah, because the Joker in the Dark Knight's really like, <laughs> really scary. I like that one. The uh, the Joker in the, the Mike, Michael Keaton Batman movies not scary. No, at all. Who's the guy that died that played the Joker? What's his name? Uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, I always want to say Matthew McConaughey. You're just wishful thinking. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's not a slam on Matthew McConaughey, or is it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't watch any of his movies. I like so. Heath Ledger more. Did you? I'd Did... prefer to have him around. As opposed to Matt McConaughey. Oh, I thought you were saying... Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were saying as opposed to Jack Nicholson. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, so that's all I've got. Will, what'd you, what do what you got for us? Uh, I have a little bit more than usual because I haven't been on. That's Wasn't true, on you were not on last week. Uh, I did the corn maze with the family. Mm-hmm. It was hey. me, my mom, my dad, my sister, aunt and uncle. And I thought it'd be funny to run away from them in the very beginning and do it by myself. And I got out at... We went in at 5.15, and I was, like, running it and got out at 6. Around 6.45 rolls around. They're not even – they're not out. Ugh. So I had to go back in and try and get them out. And what I did is I cut through the corn to get back to them, so I ended up getting lost. You, che- <laughs> you cheated. Yeah, and ended yeah, up and Will. biting me in the butt. But we ended up getting out. The Actually, the owner of the farm went in after us <laughs> to, get, to get us out. And as soon as he came in to get us, me and Allison had found the way out. So – Oh, that's, sure. That's what you think. That, I mean, it's exactly. the likely story. Exactly. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we came in with his dog, and or I thought he was going to be really mad until he saw it was us, because we know him very well, so he wasn't that Tim? mad. Yep. Yeah. But did that, and then I saw the movie Sinister, which was a very scary movie. It's that one. It's about a guy who is a writer, and he moves into a house where a family is hung in the tree. Was this in the theater? Yeah. Okay. It's a, the guy moves into a crime scene house where the family was hung in the front yard. I, I was so scared in that movie. It's the most scared I've ever been for a movie, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, you never I... saw your big brother Corey at Paranormal Activity. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty scary movie. <laughs> Wasn't it, Corey? That's true, and you know what? Ever since I've seen that movie, movies don't scare me anymore. You know, and I feel like uh, I used to get really scared of scary movies, and I so don't I. really anymore. Did Did anybody see the trailer for the new Evil Dead remake? No. No, I don't think so. Corey, oh, wa- yeah, yeah, I did, I did. You did. It pretty gory, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I want to yeah, see it, though. It looks... looks pretty crazy. Yeah, I think I saw that before uh, I saw Frank and Weenie. Oh, did you? That trailer. They... Really? Maybe not. I don't know. I'd be surprised if they played it before Frank and Weenie. Isn't that a kid's movie? Uh, it's kind of dark. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know if they'd be playing the Evil Dead trailer because it was really gruesome. Like, I had to turn away a couple times. I was like, holy shit. All right. Check it out. So we'll watch it during it. the break and see if it was what watch you saw. Watch it right now. All right, watch it right now. But go on, Will. Yeah, but that movie was really scary. A lot of... Uh, I don't even, I, Very scary movie. I recommend seeing it. A lot of people said it was dumb. Like Corey said, somebody he knows said it was dumb or whatever. And I can see where people would think it was dumb, but I was scared by it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep the night of. Got really? home. 
Well, I got home and no one in the house was up and it was just pitch black downstairs. I was like, oh, nice. I shouldn't say anything because when I saw Scream for the first time, that happened to me. Oh, and God. that's not even scary. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> movie scared me too. <laughs> it was I probably scary remember. back in the day. Yeah. I can remember watching Pet Cemetery as a kid and having to turn it off. Well, that's a scary one, though. Yeah. Stephen King movie, right? E- yeah. Yeah. And actually, and before we saw Sinister, this is a crazy story. Me and one of my friends were driving to the theater, and you know the gas station by 38B, and that's like that Maple Ave or whatever, yeah. that street that comes down and goes mm-hmm. by the um, repair shop or whatever? Yeah. We saw a motorcyclist. He was seriously going 80 down that road with no headlight on. The only reason I saw him was because he the headlight or the street light was on him. He just eats it. The the motorcycle. You watch this happen? I saw the whole thing. Nice. The motorcycle, you could hear it grinding along the road concrete. Sparks are flying everywhere. It was crazy. The guy almost rolls out in front of my friend like his body. The guy gets up, throws the motorcycle into the ditch, takes off running. What and, the fuck? And me and my friend Ryan are like, dude, are you okay? He just turns around, looks at us, and books it up into a house. It must have been Graham. And I was like, oh my god. And then we... <laughs> How did he not die? I don't know. He was serious. He was on, I would have said he was going 80. He would have nailed us if he kept stri- if he kept going straight. And it Corey, was- Corey, I saw your reaction to the trailer. What did you think? Well, that coupled with Will's horror story <laughs> of the motorcycle accident. <laughs> was it the one where she cuts her tongue in half at the end? Yep. Yep. That was Ugh. it. Brutal, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think of that? Is that something you'd want to see? Yeah, just because I, it's like... Horror porn. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. So much. Yeah, just way over the top. Yeah. So much you have to see I, it. I'll probably be watching that. Yeah, I'm going to see it too. Sorry, Will, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was listening to your story. Oh, that's fine. But that was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's funny. Then we just, you know, we started driving away, but a cop was ahead of us when this happened. He pulls into that repair shop, books it back down that way, or just like, oh, boy. That was like a perfect storm. It was, was a cop there, oh, and like, before, guy and gets up and just runs away. Oh, and before we got, like, to that spot, a cop pulled out in front of us again to pull over a guy going towards uh, Whitney Point. That way, uh, at the gas station, you know, when you get to the top 38B to the left. Huh. It was like, that'll happen in about Some 20 seconds. Weird stuff going on. <laughs> we're like, we we need to get somewhere. And then we're in the parking lot in the theater, and a car almost nailed another car. So at that point, I was like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Saw Sinister. It was a crazy night. But other than that, I didn't do a whole lot. Got Windows 8 and played around with it a lot. Um, docked the uh, Halloween party. Oh, yeah. Ate a ton of food. Yeah. Which is always fun. I was Ryan Callahan of the New York Rangers. Pussy. Pretty, pretty good player. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I, I didn't do anything else. That I can remember, at least. I thought we were boycotting hockey, Will. I know. Well... Someone with the lazy costume? Yeah, yeah I, just, right. I just threw on my <laughs> Ranger shirt and I was shorts. nothing, so if that... <laughs> you're Eric Coma. I was. You're exactly right. Oh, oh, I did celebrate Halloween. I was a hobbit. Yeah. Yeah, you had a sweet costume. Yeah, yeah you it did. Was a good one. I pulled that together at the last minute. It looked great. Yeah, it was really good. I was proud of it. I glued hair to my feet. Did you? Yeah. You could have just taken a picture of my feet and glued that to your foot <laughs> you know the worst part about it though is not very many people knew what i was isn't that Are sad you serious yep i'm serious how is I was that at a, possible like, a huge halloween party and only one person like looked at me knowingly and did like one of these like hey man great costume wow oh no yeah. what the uh, fuck? everybody i asked they're like uh, i don't know i'm like i'm a hobbit they're pretending to not know i think they're hiding their hobbit feelings I hope because honestly, like 
I mean, we were talking about Star Wars. The Lord of the Rings is our generation's Star Wars, yeah. in yeah. my opinion. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if they had asked you what they were for Halloween, you could just be like, a filthy slut. You would have been right probably nine out of ten times. 50, 50% of the time? Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Right. 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the best part of going to right. Halloween parties. Right. Well, okay. I mean, girls like it because it's an excuse to dress like a slut. Right. And you know what I say? You don't need an excuse. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my take. Well, that's my pro- that's one of my problems with Halloween. Like, you know, people act like that's the one day of the year you can dress up. If I wanted to go out in a pirate costume, I would Fucking go out in a pirate do it costume. Do you want. Yeah, who cares? You know, if I want to dress as Eric Homa, the Thumbs of the Catholics, I'll do it whenever I want. Exactly. I don't even want to dress up for Halloween, so let alone am I going to do it any other time of the year. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> That's a good point. I don't even want to do it on Halloween. Why am I going to do it any other time? <laughs> I didn't really want to either, but my girlfriend insisted. Yeah. I had a couple options though, because um, she was trying. She wanted to do a couple's costume. I don't. I'm against that usually. Yeah, but she wanted to do. Cru- she wanted to be Cruella Deville and me be a Dalmatian. That would have been kind of funny. That's kind of cool. As long as it's yeah. a creative one and not like fucking ketchup and mustard bottles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something stupid. Or like. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, outlet and a plug. Yeah, yeah, that's never been done before. Yeah. <laughs> that one. But, uh, and, and then she wanted to be Snow White, and I'd be a dwarf. That would have been good. That would have been all right. But okay. her costume didn't end up coming, so I got to be whatever I wanted. And I had the Hobbit T-shirt, so yeah, that's a great T-shirt. Sure is. All right, Eric, what'd you do? Uh, not a lot, Dan. I think that I just wanted to mention the the three games I traded in towards Assassin's Creed, Skyrim, uh, Madden, and Dishonored. I ended up paying for the whole game, and I had 30 bucks left over. Holy crap. Because of the bonuses you get for trading it towards a new one of the new releases, and there's like, you can get a bonus for trading three games in, too. Mm-hmm. So I, what I did was I... I pre-ordered i don't even know how this works i must print out on my receipt when i go pick halo up but he asked me if i wanted to pre-order the season's pass for all the halo dlc so i paid paid that off that was 25 bucks and i just put the rest towards halo Hmm. i should look into doing that too yeah so i was pleasantly surprised with the amount of money i got out of that yeah um what else i do i went to a halloween party yesterday it was it's more it was more of a family atmosphere type of party i didn't no great stories, but got to see some friends. And, mm-hmm. um, geez, other than that, the Bills didn't play, so I don't have to complain about them. <laughs> right. Forgot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, for one of our fans who really enjoys that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was it, Dan. Nothing else to report. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with our main segment on Assassin's Creed 3 right after this.
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 67 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. The song you heard during the break is by the musician, band? I didn't listen to it. You listened to it. Artist? Uh, Premio Mysterio? Is that it? Sounds, own it, Dan. Just own like it. Premio o Mysterio. We'll go, we'll go with that. So... <laughs> All right, we are uh, in our main segment on Assassin's Creed Three. Now, me, Corey, and Eric all played Assassin's Creed. We all wait ordered. W- Will didn't. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Ooh, Funny, no bro. So let's hear it, Will. I mean, you didn't get your game. Uh, obviously, you know, with the Hurricane Sandy, there was some, <laughs> there was some. Uh, well, I don't know. Confusion. Difficulties. Yeah, difficulties with deliveries. Um, I mean, me and Will live like 20 minutes away from each other, and I got my copy on Tuesday like I was supposed to, and I didn't expect to. I expected it to be late because it didn't end up shipping even until Monday at some point. Oh, Monday at night. Monday at night, I think, even. Hmm. And I still got it Tuesday at like, I don't know, 5, 30, or 6 o'clock, which is late for UPS. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little upset about that. I actually saw your wife at uh, Wegmans, and yeah. I asked her if you'd gotten it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they usually deliver about noon. But like I said, I, I was actually commending them because I I got it, and mm-hmm. you know they could have take, taken the opportunity to not deliver it that day. But right. like with so, me, like with you. Uh, so so well, so what's going on? Well, so I ordered Assassin's Creed Three, pre-ordered it eh, about mid-August. You know, months pre- ago, months ago, preparing. It's really excited for it. It ships um Sunday night. At like six, and it said, you know, the game is leaving the seller facility and is in transit to delivery. Uh, at Monday, actually no, it was Tuesday. I got this email from Amazon saying, um, "Hello, we're contacting you to let you know about your possible delay in deliveries in the Northeast due to Hurricane Sandy. Our character, or our carriers, have assured us that they will deliver the package as soon as possible after it's safe for the drivers to go out." And I was like, "Okay." That's fine. Yeah. But I was like, well, Dan's probably not going to get it because they're not going to deliver it to him. Get a text from Dan around like 5 saying that he got the game. And I was like, <laughs> on all Tuesday. right. At Tuesday. I was like, all right, so maybe the UPS guy will come a little later here too because they'd probably deliver it to you first and mm-hmm. then come to Newark Valley. Well, it's Thursday. Still haven't gotten it yet. The, sh- the shipping information hasn't updated since it went out on Sunday. Yeah. From where? I didn't even say. I just said U.S. Mine came from Lexington, Lexington Kentucky. I'm assuming mine so, came from there. I don't probably. I mean I just don't get it. Yep. Well, uh, isn't Binghamton's mail um routed through Syracuse? Yeah. Mine came from Syracuse. Maybe that has something to do with it because you're technically, well, I guess Will kind of is too. I don't know. Yeah. They all go to Vestal and then go out. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh Speaking of that, my goal was to pick it up at a GameStop on the Tuesday that it came out, but that's when uh, the Sandy stuff was just dying down and people were all sorts of messed up. So I called every GameStop within walking distance. And within walking distance, I mean, like, three miles. Um, I was willing to walk. And within your walking closed. distance. Yeah. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> well, some people would probably walk a lot further. Um, I but, yeah, none of them were open, so I was like, ah, man, I really wanted to play Assassin's Creed. So... Digital download day one, PS3. I was pretty happy to see that they put that up. So yeah, so you could just download it and. Play How long it, play did it right take away. to download? Uh, it's actually it was. I don't know if it's my new computer or what, but my freaking download speed is through the roof. I'm downloading stuff 
uh, anywhere from two megabytes per second to five megabytes per second. Wow. I don't know what it is because my laptop doesn't do that. Um, even when my laptop is plugged into an Ethernet cord, it doesn't do that. Wait, you download it onto your computer? Yeah, well, I was going to say, would you do that? No, 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 I mean through my PS3. Oh. But but also my download speed on my computer is really fast. Yeah. But I don't know why. Huh. Okay. Know. But anyway, I got it. So you you got your copy when you're supposed to? Digital copy, yep. Okay. So let's get into the game a little bit. Um, Obviously the... Oh, I looked it up. The publisher, Ubisoft, is a France-based company. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Um, and I thought it was Ubisoft, Ubisoft Montreal. That's the developer. Um... So it's all under under Ubisoft. Um, it's just a branch, a different branch, a developing branch instead of a publishing branch. Um, yeah, Ubisoft Montreal was the developer. Um, obviously, we did our. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 preview for our Hangover episode, so we don't need to really get into too much of that stuff. So let's talk about some of the mechanics in the game. Um, weaponry. Uh, they added dual, wheel- dual wielding in this one, which is a new... Uh, they would, Ezio couldn't dual wield, right? I don't I don't think he could. I think it was a new addition for the third one. Yeah, I don't remember dual wielding anything. Ever. Okay. Yeah, uh, in this one you can you know parry and quickly strike... Um, you know, parry with your tomahawk and then strike with your dagger or whatever. It, it opens up some options in combat. I think I've also parried, like, two guys that were striking at the same time in Assassin's Creed 3, uh, which is which is nice. It opens up options for combat. Um, in the game, there's muskets and rifles uh, and pistols, which I think Ezio had a pistol in some of the games, right? Yeah, he had, like, a pistol thing that, like... I don't know. Oh, that's it was right. Like a it was a wrist. Gun. Yeah. Glockenspiel. Yeah. <laughs> so they added, obviously, um, I had to add guns for this one. Um, they're kind of useful. The problem is, is reloading takes a really, really, really long time. So, Well, that's realistic. Absolutely. It's great. Uh, I think, what does it take, like 20 seconds to reload one of the rifles or something like that? Musket 15. Takes it, a damn long time. It feels like a long time. Well, probably in your right in the heat of battle, right? Like you'll fire off a shot, and then you're you're like I I keep mashing on the Y button because yeah. I want to shoot again. Nothing I'm like, makes I gotta, any difference. Yeah, I, I gotta wait. <laughs> I gotta wait for my gun to reload. No, man, you gotta shoot, take cover, wait to reload, and then pop back out. Well, I would usually what what I started doing was just shooting and then charging. Yeah, that's what I did too. <laughs> charging right into the thick of it because you can also use the gun as a spear. So. I pretty much found the musket useless. Yeah, I don't use it a ton. No, I, I'll use the pistol occasionally, um, but that's just in conjunction with you know your tomahawk or whatever. I actually, really like the pistol. I didn't get a tomahawk yet. The um, the pistol is nice because it it ro- reloads a little bit quicker yeah. than the other other guns. So that is a nice thing. And then you have a bow, um, which is nice because it's completely silent; doesn't attract attention. So that's very helpful. Um, they added hunting into this game. And hunting, uh, there's a couple different – there's obviously lots of different game you can kill. Any any woodland critters you can think of, really, you can you can hunt in uh, in the game. There's cougars and bears and and uh, wolves. What else? I killed a raccoon. Foxes, raccoons, beavers. <laughs> Rabbits. Rabbits, deer, elk. A couple Women. other things. Huh? Women. Women, yeah, they're out there, out in the wild. Um, wild women. And then for the for there's there's hunting challenges too, which like killing a bear, uh, 
or not i don't think it was a bear i think it was like killing a wolf with your bare hands because you jump on it and like kind of snap its neck oh really? i guess yeah I didn't um know that. Th- yeah there's there's challenges and stuff for that sort of stuff and uh that serves the purpose of you can collect furs and meat and different body parts for crafting in the game or to sell like on, a, on in the markets fuck i didn't know that for money yeah um so that's a new addition mobile hiding spots is another new addition uh, you can jump into a cart of hay that's wheeling through town uh or there's also covered wagons in various places throughout the game that you can that you can hide in to get past past you know cover or uh get past like checkpoints and stuff which is kind of cool um there's an economy in the game you kind of eh, not at the beginning but a, l- a little ways in you cu- you kind of take control of Davenport Manor which is basically your your it's like your Montegore fort in the in the Assassin's Creed 3 um you can buy and sell supplies for it you can do some crafting which was there crafting in any of the other ones well not that I can remember I don't not in 2 I don't think mm, it if wasn't I did, in 2 I didn't do it Okay. I remember being able to collect dyes and being able to dye your armor. Yeah, that was in Assassin's Creed too. But other than that, I don't remember crafting. I think it's I think it's a new addition. Um, yeah, the crafting and, and it's kind of neat because like I don't know if if any of it has any use other than selling stuff. I haven't gotten that far in it yet. But you know, you can take your raw resources and combine them into various things. Like um, I had a bunch of wood and I made barrels and I sold off the barrels for money. Um, and you put them on, uh, on, uh, what is it? A, car- a caravan, I think they call it. And you send off the caravan and, uh, to go to town and, and sell off the supplies. And that's one, you know, one of the ways of making money. Um, you also track craftsmen and artisans and stuff to your, your manor, which help give you more supplies. Um, they help you make more, more complicated things to sell to, which is nice. Uh, they improved free running. There's less jumping off of things when you're, when you're not intending to. Um, I still did it a little bit, but not nearly as much as, you as need be. And really like if you free run off of something, you free run into you, like you jump off and, you know, Eagle dive into the hay or a pile of branches or whatever. Um, you don't, you don't jump off to your death while you're free running. You have to actually hit the jump button to jump off of something that you're free running from. So, um, that, really cuts down a lot of the accidental deaths from free running too much, which is nice. Um, there's collecting stuff like usual. You can collect treasures, uh, recipes for crafting feathers and almanac pages. That's what I've come across so far. Ben Franklin's almanac, Ben Franklin's almanac. Ah, yeah. Did anybody get a page yet? Uh, I've gotten quite a few pages. Oh, my I've got a page. I got a one. Single. I snagged one up today. They're hard to track down because you have to, yeah, you gotta be careful because, um, running attracts attention, so a lot of times you have to run to chase it down. And you don't want to attract the attention of the guard. So the red coats, yeah, the red coats. Um, so there's that. There's sailing in this one, which I have brief experience with, but it is really awesome. Um, I haven't the, got to do it yet. They did a really nice job with it. Um, you really like. I wasn't sure how tight the controls would feel for sailing, um, but it really does kind of feel like you're you're sailing a boat. Um, hmm. The tutorial i guess the tutorial mission for it does a good job of walking you through all the different features for it so you're not is it a lot no no not at all it's a few you know handful of controls and it's all like it makes sense you know with the with the with the controller which 
yeah, it's pr- it's pretty awesome so far. I'm actually hopefully tonight gonna gonna do some more sailing missions because I only did the the tutorial one mm-hmm. so far. So um, there's disguises in the game. Sorry, Will. <laughs> Will just looked at me like he just wanted to just jump off a building. Yeah, close. <laughs> He's getting there. My Halo He's... Xbox doesn't come. Yeah, You're not here for me again. There'll be hell to pay. Um, there's disguises in the game which help you blend in with with soldiers. Um, you have to still be careful of officers because officers can more closely inspect you and notice that you're not actually uh, uh, British off uh, British soldier. I guess. Yeah, I just did a mission with uh, when the officers were there. Okay, that, that's a cool one. Yeah. Um, and then there's still like the assassination missions in the game. Um, you know where you have four targets that are wandering around in the city. Um, there's also Fort Takeover, which I don't know if that was in any of the other ones. Uh, every fort has a different objective that you're supposed to accomplish. Um, usually, it's one of a, one of the object- objectives is always killing a Templar, yeah. um, and then and then some other side objective. Um, and then you can take the take control of the fort over from the British and give it to the to the Patriots. So not the New England Patriots. Thank God. So, so yeah, those are the mechanics in the game. I think i covered everything uh so what's thoughts Corey? what do you think so far uh i don't know not 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 entirely sold not entirely sold okay. um unfortunately because i was very much looking forward to it yeah i think it was the game you're most looking forward to right yeah definitely um and i'm not sure really what the problem is for me i that said, I haven't gotten that far into the game. I only just got to, uh, I guess, through the you know the the tutorial missions. Um, I, I'm I'm now Connor. Okay, that's where I stopped playing. Is when I became Connor. Mm-hmm. I did hear uh, from a lot of people that the game starts it off starts very slow. Very slow, and I was bored through the first th- three hours, probably. Oh, yeah, that probably takes three to four hours. Um, say. Yeah, probably more than that. Four, 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 probably. Wait. I don't even think I got to Connor yet. I'm Probably not. Him. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. I... No, you got a ways to go. Jesus. <laughs> no, it. It. I was. I was kind of bored, and I was like, you know what? If this game is gonna still be like this, I'm probably not gonna end up finishing it. Um, but once you once you turn into Connor, it starts getting a lot more interesting. Uh, you start okay. you start getting into the story a little bit. Um, the end of the Haytham thing has like a little interesting twist. That kind of gets you like, okay, I see. I kind of see where they're going with this. Um, and then, yeah, once once you turn into Connor, that's when the the conflict between the the colonists and the British start, and yeah. stuff starts getting interesting at that point. I was point. wondering why my guy's name was Haytham. I'm like, were all the reports wrong about the character's yeah, name? I was yeah. like, who, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, it, it'll explain who Haytham. Okay. You'll, you'll you'll figure out who Haytham is. Um, in the storyline, but yeah, I, I'm I was with you, Corey. I was I was pretty bored through the first what, three or four hours, maybe. Um, huh. I haven't found myself bored. Yeah, I was fairly bored. I was like, I, I, yeah, I was bored. I was frustrated. I was annoyed. Um, Why were you frustrated times. and annoyed? Um. All right, so I mean, this is mostly this is mostly nitpicky stuff, but for a game that, especially in a franchise that's in its third iteration, like you expect even more certain... than that, really. Yeah, it's the fifth game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You expect uh, four, a certain yeah, level of polish that I think the game, at least so far, is lacking. 
Um, Dan, feel free to, to disagree or agree with me. Uh, especially like a lot of like weird graphical things yeah. were happening. Um, like I was doing the mission where you, I think it's the first time you put on the disguise and you're riding the cart and, uh, everybody on your team is disguised and, and they kill a bunch of people that are wearing the same disguise. I don't want to spoil it too much, That's uh, but like when they did it, just all the guys that they killed just like instantly disappeared. And it's just weird little stuff like that that pulled me out of it. There was another mission I was doing where I was. Did they disappear? Climbing. Did they disappear? Or were the bodies hidden? No, they like they. As soon as they like killed them, the bodies just vanished. Oh, okay. Oh, that didn't like, happen right with mine. Me. I don't think. I don't think it happened. Hey, to me well, are you in the animus with that or no? No, no, that's in game. Um, and that's another thing. I'll get to that. But there's that, and then another time I was climbing a fence, and for whatever reason, when I was climbing the fence, it launched me way up in the air, and I flew really high and landed <laughs> and died. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Um, there's a couple other, like, graphical, like, weird shadows that happen that just really, I don't know, just really take me out of the game. The graphics and, aren't great. No, they're really not. And, and speaking of the, the animus, um, I think it calls attention to itself too much. I don't know if you guys got that vibe at all. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, when I'm playing, um, as Haytham or Connor, uh, I want... I want to feel immersed in that world. I don't want to constantly be reminded that the animus. You exists. mean with those spider webs and shit that are all over the place? Yeah, I fucking hate that. Yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, I, I don't need all this stuff around to tell me exactly what you're saying. Right, and it's cutesy and kind of fun, but sometimes it's annoying. Like it would be, like I said, I want to be immersed in that. The reason why I bought that game is so I could be immersed in that world. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, and I do like the animus stuff. I'm interested in that storyline. And honestly, that's what's getting me to keep playing it. But when I'm inside of it, I, I don't need to constantly be reminded of it because it takes me out of what I'm doing. Yeah. It constantly reminds me that this other thing exists. I'd like to be more immersed in, um, you know, the, the Revolutionary War world. And when it pulls me out, rarely um, be, like, excited and be like, all right, so we get, you know, a little more story development in this part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it just kind of bothered me having to be constantly reminded that this is a simulation, and well, as such, I'm constantly reminded that this is a video game. And when I play, I don't want to be constantly reminded that I'm playing a game. Yeah. Some yeah. games, yes. This type of game, absolutely not. No. Right. No, I hear you. I thought the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. One of my other issues is that uh, the mission directions. Um, first of all, most missions are are fairly linear that I've played through most far th- so far. Yeah. Um. In, in what they wanted you to do sometimes wasn't very clear. So it's it's one thing to be linear, but it's another to make you be linear but not explain how to do it. Right. Did there's, you there's, Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of trial and error at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I would say I would agree um, with that. Yeah, like, because I failed some missions because I didn't, like you said, and I, I played Assassin's Creed 1 and 2, so I kind of knew how, how the mechanics of the game worked, but I still found myself failing missions um, you know, by, by being noticed by someone that you weren't supposed to be noticed by, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, there, there's definitely some of that at the beginning of the game. Absolutely. Um, but the game, like, like I said, it really does open up after a little while. Um, it's, it's fairly constricting at the beginning. Uh, yeah. And that was another one of my complaints is that it just felt like this disjointed series of vignettes, um, that I didn't really care about. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you 100% on that. And I mean, uh, and I'm happy you're telling me, like, no, that's not the case for the whole game. Like, that that excites me because I was really excited for the game. Yeah. Um, But still, like, for the first four hours of your game, 
to have it be yeah. the way it is. I, I don't know. I just it, I, I, I think they know. could have done a better job with the beginning of the game. I really Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Because even Absolutely. I was bored, and I like I tend to really like things. Hmm. So and it was hard to start. Is yeah, it, it I mean, hard. does it maintain that level of difficulty? I mean, I had played. Uh, I see. I didn't notice that it was difficult like i said you have more options of completing your objectives once you get later on in the game at least what i've experienced so far at the beginning like i i think they're expecting a lot of players who are people who haven't played any yeah. assassin's creed games to That's jump right into it say. um but at the same time they're doing it at you disservice by not really walking you through what you're supposed to be doing yeah um, I, I just think that was a, a you know a misstep on their part sure yeah that's. I mean, that's fair enough. I hadn't played any of the Assassin's Creeds really, right. but you know, I was I was um, still annoyed by all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they I think they try to walk, maybe hold your hand a little too much, but they don't do a good enough job of holding your hand to keep you from getting frustrated by the issues, you know, in the game. Like yeah. you said, with the with the not not knowing why you f- you know fail mission or them not clearly defining your your objectives i guess sure so um so yeah even though i have those complaints and really for me it's not a good game so far mm-hmm. uh but i will keep playing it because i am excited to, to see more of it yeah um there were some really great moments in the beginning too that yeah. moment when uh these are just minor spoilers because it happens at the very beginning of the game um but when you climb the crow's nest on the oh ship yeah and see boston harbor for the first time yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty, and that's the title splash screen too. So that's yep. yeah, that was that was a really good moment. Um, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> Will, the, the look <laughs> on Will's face over here. <laughs> just I mean, the historical references are all great. I love flipping back to the uh, what do they call it? The Animus database. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to read about the stuff. But that said, there's another another one of my complaints is the freaking horrible jokes that that writer tries to make. Yeah. Oh, I Did, noticed that too. Did that bother you guys? It I didn't mean, bother me, but I I, I didn't read I that guess, many of them. I don't read a lot of them either, but I I don't know if it bothered me, but I did notice it. So I guess it did something to me, and I didn't like it. It was so they I, were painfully like stupid contrived. Yeah, yeah, painfully. I forget. Oh man, I was gonna write some of them down, but I didn't get a chance to. But I I, I wish I could just recall one of them because they're so bad. Yeah, and I don't remember doing that and. And two, I thought it's, it was more of a serious thing than like trying to fucking make jokes about everything. Yeah, honestly, it's like somebody said to the writer, "Hey, uh, people like when you add some personality and humor to these things, so make sure you do it for this." Yeah, and this person had probably already written this entire database, and he's like, "Oh crap, I have to go back and make jokes for the, all these stupid things." Threw a bunch of one-liners in there. A bunch of <laughs> terrible one-liners, probably. <laughs> At, you know, to make a deadline or something like mm-hmm. that. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, because, what I mean, a lot of games use humor to their advantage and do it really well, like Borderlands 2. Yeah. Um, what other games came out recently that really used... Portal 2? Yeah, Portal, you know, has a certain level of whimsy. Um, I don't know. I, I just... It, it felt too forced for me. And and for me, buying the game for its its history in that world, to, to have that happen is i'd almost prefer there were no attempts at humor yeah yeah especially with the historical significance of yeah that event you know it's not that it's above jokes but um it's above these jokes yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. read read some of them dan read some of them i will i've only read a handful of them and i like 
it was skimming. I didn't like yeah. really read it, read it per se. I actually started reading them to see if if they kept joking because I was surprised. Like the first time I read, it, I was like, I don't remember them joking around in Assassin's Creed Two. It's a serious <laughs> game. I don't. Under- I, I, yeah, maybe yeah. I didn't like it. and I just didn't realize it. Maybe. Or I yeah, kept finding I myself know. looking for him, just like that's weird. <laughs> and I, I sympathize with the writer because I know exactly what they had him do. He he did that. That was his job was to write the database and do research and stuff like that. So I feel bad saying that, but right. the database is sweet. Other than that, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Every time, even if you walk past a historical uh, figure or person, it'll just you know pop up uh, Animus database entry, and you can zoom in and read the historical, real world historical significance. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, another thing I put I, I put on there that I I love the collecting aspect of it. I think, um. That's the type of thing for me, you know, who likes to complete all the object- objectives and do, you know, I, I try to do everything in a game. I think maybe in the first Assassin's Creed I tried to collect all the, whatever the collectible, I think they were banners or flags or something in the first one. Um, I, I, I like to do that sort of stuff, yeah. so I, I spent a lot of time doing that in Assassin's Creed 3, too. I, I like that part of this game, too, and yeah. I'm not a person that does that stuff. Right, and seeing all the the vantage the, points and yeah. s- synchronizing those. That's and, one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, the only problem I had with that is all the ones that are trees in the frontier, are all the, it's all the same tree. It's not a different climbing thing. Like it's, climbing routine? Yeah, it's okay. the same exact, tr- like, tree every time. <laughs> and that the, kind of, like, I'm like, really? Has know. anybody else had a bitch of a time climbing a tree? Um, because I have. I'll tell you what. Me too. You got to find the right trees. Okay. To climb. See, that's really been pissing me off. Because yeah. like, I don't want to spoil too much, but I feel you though. The part where the, I first got to the frontier—that's basically where I stopped, uh-huh. and I was chasing the girl. Uh-huh. I couldn't get in a damn tree to save my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, you got to look either for you know some of them like you got to look for a down tree to run up. Or, I, and I was, and I, I just didn't feel like there was anything for me to run onto. I don't. There's also ones that have like like a dead tree that has a bunch of broken branches like okay. on the side of it, and you gotta yeah. try to climb those too. Eric, I had the same issue as you. However, I didn't. I found that I never needed to climb a tree well, for that. No, I didn't either, but I wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. I tried to a bunch too. Yeah, yeah. which was pissing me off. Yeah, there's. No. It, it seems like they have spots where they do want you to be up in the trees in spots where they are yeah. like, nah, there's yeah. no reason for where it. Or I want to make that choice for myself. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Well, yeah, I what, are you, what, are you, what are your thoughts, Eric? I didn't quite find the game as boring as you guys so far, uh-huh. and I haven't even got past the first part yet. I did find it to be a little difficult, but I didn't think it was overly difficult. Um, I've had a real tough time sneaking around with anything. Right. I it's really hard. I felt like, especially in the city, there's a lot of soldiers around, yeah. and you really, it's really hard to hide from mm-hmm. all of them because there's yeah, they're, and on the map, like a lot of times it'll show one squad as one dot. Yeah, when it's actually like, like eight guys. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's a little difficult to to tell what's going on there. And I felt like once, like they did, I don't know, have suspicion that you were there or whatever. It was hard to escape from it. Yeah, because there were so many guys. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I like the story. I really enjoyed the the setting is great, which we all suspected it would be. Um, I think my biggest complaint would be that my game has frozen at least four times. Yeah. 
which has pissed me right off. Well, I was going to bring that up with Corey's thing, too, because I didn't quite run into the same issues as Corey. I mean, I had a little bit of a little trouble that I'll get into in a little bit, but, like, I'm wondering if the PS3 version has issues that Xbox version doesn't. And I had reservations about getting it for PS3 because I know what's happened with other games. Skyrim, Skyrim, with the bigger releases, and the only reason I got it for PS3 is because they had the exclusive content, which is uh, Benedict Arnold Mm -hmm. stuff. Um but yeah, I don't know. Like it froze up. Um, it was like going to the next part of a mission, and the screen just went white, and it froze. Uh-huh. So I restart it, and I was supposed to shoot some barrels, and it's telling you how to aim. Yeah. And it would let me aim, but it wouldn't let me shoot my gun. So I had to restart it, and you know, just stuff like that it happened like four times. And huh. I was, I, you know, I told, I texted you and told you I just couldn't get in a groove of yeah. playing the game. Yeah, it's hard if you have to yeah, keep stopping. Yeah, you know, and. You know, five minutes later, your PS3 starts back up, and it's just a pain right in my ass. You know what I mean? And I, I if it wasn't for that exclusive content, like I, and I felt bad playing it on PS3 to begin with, just because <laughs> like I love my Xbox so much. Yeah. You cheated on no, your Xbox. That's, that's what, what I said. I texted Dan, and I was like, on top of that, I feel like I'm cheating on my <laughs> Xbox. So I don't know, but I, I like the game so far. I love. Yeah. All, I'm not a history guy, but I like that time period. If I was to learn about a time period, that would be one that I'd be interested in. Um, yeah, doesn't it make you just want to be a scholar for the Revolutionary War? No. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd rather be something else in the Revolutionary War than a scholar. But um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the naval battles, and I'm looking forward to I, I getting further to you yeah. know, towards where you are, Dan. Yeah, the game op- really does open up yeah. and get get a lot better. Because I've liked it so far, so yeah. I'll probably love it at yeah, that point. I'm sure. Other than the freezing up, I, I don't have too many complaints other than some controls, like with the trees. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't love the controls of the game. I didn't love them in the second one either, so that's that wasn't something I wasn't expecting. Right. Some of the camera, eh. I don't love the camera work. Yeah. But it's not enough to piss me off to the right. point where I'm not going to play it. Um like you said, I love doing the viewpoints, going yeah, to the map and just, you know, opening that. up the map. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, chasing the, uh, the almanac. Yeah. Chasing pages. the almanac pages is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Dan said, you got to be careful because there's guys all over the place. The red coats are everywhere. And anytime, probably... anytime you go up on a roof, they're like, hey, yeah, what are you doing? They're everywhere on the yeah. roofs, aren't they? Yeah. Holy shit. I don't remember it being like that in Assassin's Creed 2. No, there's a handful of people up yeah. high, but... Not, but not there's many. definitely a lot more on the roofs and yeah i was up there trying to get the almanac and i got caught and i just could not get away from them yeah they're everywhere yeah you know yeah. um yeah I, I i also noticed like Corey said the the animus like always making itself known which i hate um yeah. other than that i i like it a lot i like the fighting is great mm-hmm. it, i mean it's mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet when you counter the the attacks from behind yeah yeah that's great and turn yeah, around and yeah. just jab them through the face with your sword you really do feel like a deadly killer no absolutely that that part's great and i love even when you have your sword equipped but you your guy will he'll still like parry the attack and turn around and get him with yeah. the the assassin's blade on the tattoo's wrist yeah. that's so sweet yeah just clip him on the back of his neck with it yeah oh. Yeah, the combat animations are awesome. They are. The combat is fantastic. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Batman uh, combat. Ar- yeah, Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham yeah. City. I really yep. like that. Yep. Really fluid. Yeah. yeah. Is there a way to sneak in that game that I'm just not aware of? 
You just gotta stay out of line of sight. But you can't like get down and. There is places where you can like if you get in like bushes. Okay. It'll there'll yeah. be a circle over your head. Right. Um, and that means you're you're like yeah. kind of hidden. But 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 there's but not sneaking. like a button you can hit to crouch or anything. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I was just stupid and couldn't no, figure it, it out. It's but... all about line of sight in okay. that game. It's harder to sneak in Assassin's Creed than it is, like, Dishonored. Yeah. It's, it's tough to sneak in this game. I've, oof, yeah. Man. But, I mean, that makes it fun. And yeah. I, I did have to do the mission that you were talking about where you, you're all dressed up as red coats. Yeah, I had to do that I'd, one quite a bit. Yeah, I think, think it took me, like, five times to do it. Yeah. But it was cool. I never got like to the point where I was like, "Well, fuck this." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Same here. No, I'm looking really looking forward to playing. I didn't get to play it as much as I wanted to, which sucks. But like I said, the PS3 freezing up every ten minutes didn't help me with that. So. Yeah. Um, I have a couple issues with the game too. Uh, horse control is still not very good. Um, I was especially having trouble jumping over things. Like for some reason, some things like even if it was a little thing, I just couldn't jump over it with the horse, and there was really no reason for it. I kind of avoid the horse. Um, if yeah. I can. Uh, in the frontier, like I, I try to use it because there's huge, huge distances yeah. that you need to run. I don't use them in the cities as much because I end up running people over, right. and pissing off the guards. Yeah. So I, I don't use it in the city that much. Yep. And when you're in the frontier, the deep snow bogs you down and makes you walk slow. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the I snow. Actually, I like that. I like that It part. makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. That's realistic. Yeah, if there's two feet of snow, you're not going to be able to be running like a... And, and that's what else was pissing me off when set. I was trying to chase the girl. I couldn't oh, yeah. get in the trees, and I'm like barely moving through the snow, and I'm like, yep. you know, come on. <laughs> Just find me a tree branch here, yeah. you know? Um, and then, like, I get stuck on things for, for no reason. That goes to, you know, with, with what Corey's complaining about. And the, I don't know if it's a lack of polish. I mean, I don't know if, if it's a difficult game i guess for from you know from a technical perspective um but yeah i'll get stuck on stuff for for no apparent reason and not be able to jump up walls for no apparent reason um which takes me out of the game a little bit how did you find the graphics Uh, i i mean i think they generally look good i mean there's certain times when the like there's weird flashes and okay. weird camera stuff like you, but I, I mean, I think the graphics generally look good. I found like a lot of times, especially like in cut scenes, it would be like on a, somebody's jaw yeah. would be missing. I'd never had any of that, but it, it's not completely missing. It's just like not colored in or something. I don't mm. know. It's hard to, hard to describe. Did you, did you find any of that Corey? Uh, not that specific thing, but like I said, I found a lot of little weird graphical things yeah. that, that really threw me off. Yeah. So. And I don't, usually stuff like graphically doesn't bother me, but that if for some reason in this game it did, cause I, I wanted it to look so good with yeah. the setting, you know? Yeah. Mm, I, no, I can't really say that I've had any issues with the graphics. And that's another reason I thought it wasn't the PS3 supposed to be better graphically. Yeah. For certain things, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think a lot of the issue is, is these developers use um, Microsoft's... They make it on a PC. Yeah, SDK. Software... Is that what it is? SDK? Software Development Developing Kit. Development I, don't know, I don't know much about that, but yeah, I've, I've heard that the reason that happens is because um, however these developers are making games is they're making it with Microsoft's tools as oh. opposed to Sony's. So yeah, there's... okay. It's easier to make it on a PC than it is anything else. Yeah. Or make it on PC for PC... And then yeah. the Xbox is similar, and well, then yeah, the, well, the PS3 uh, I mean, the, architecturally the at its core is Windows, right? Um, right, but, but the, still. the the hardware architecture is a little bit different on the PS3, and it is yeah. superior hardware. But 
um, the developers don't always take advantage of it because exactly. it's time consuming. Yeah. So the, at yep. least that's how it was always explained to me anyway. Um, yeah. But there's one thing I hate in Assassin's Creed 3. What is it, Danny? The button prompts for killing uh, bears and wolves and cougars. I only experienced it once and I, it did piss me off. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I just feel like that's lazy. It's, a, it's, it's a, yeah. It's just like a, a cop out. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt that because the combat in this game is so good. Yeah. And I think fighting a bear in the actual combat, or a bear or a wolf or whatever, in the actual combat thing would be a lot like of fun. Squaring off against a bear. Yeah, yeah. But, but they made it so that it's a, it's a button prompt thing, Which, and I don't yeah. like that one bit. Yeah. Every time I, I do it, I'm just sickened. Yeah. By it. So I try to kill them before they, it even gets to that. Yeah, I was and shooting some, them. Sometimes I can, but sometimes I can't. I haven't found a bear yet. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Because they take, like, you know, a wolf is one button mm. prompt thing. A bear is, like, three or four. So you have to, you know. And if if you mess up, they just about kill you on one, sure. one try. As they should. So As they would. Well, a bear, yeah. Yeah. Not a wolf, but yeah. Well. Probably a wolf, too. But. Yeah, probably a wolf. <laughs> Depends on where it gets you. I'd just give up if a wolf jumped on me. But yeah, I'm all yours, Wolfie. <laughs> how would you How do you feel about the button prompts, Corey? Yeah, button prompts, in my opinion, are never a good way to to deal with combat. Yeah. Um, I, I understand why they do it, because fighting a bear or a wolf is a lot different from fighting what the game is based on, right. which is fighting and killing humans. Yeah, so it's, I agree. It's, I understand why they do it, but yeah. and it's just a cheap way to make it pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the first time I came across when I was like, oh, really? This is how it's going to be. And then every, pretty much every wolf or bear or cougar fight I have is, is that now. And I'm just like ugh, frustrated by it. Is it, but, it, Button prompts for me, it, like there's, you can get away with it once per game. Like one really cool cutscene or something that that asks for button prompts is okay and and fun um but more than that once it becomes like an essential part of the game it's just like this is just cheap yeah which i mean i had a mission where i had to kill like three bears and you know each bear takes like three button prompt things which is two or three buttons per per prompt so i mean that's like nine button prompt things all right right in a row and i'm and that's just one encounter. It's maddening. Yeah, exactly. It's there was maddening. another game that used a lot of button prompts, and I, I can't remember what it was. Was it Batman? Did anybody here play Batman? I played it a little bit. I, I didn't. I maybe played like two hours of it. I don't know. It might have been Batman, but I don't remember being annoyed by it. No, Batman, it didn't bother though. me as much in Batman as as it. It seems like it's going to in this game, but yeah. Now, when the button prompt comes up, you only have to hit it once, right? Yeah. The. Yeah, sometimes it switches there's up. two or three yeah, buttons. Yeah, yeah. Depending. See, that's why I didn't know, because it was the first one. Yeah. And I saw the circle pop up, and I just started mashing on it, and the wolf jumped on me. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Shit. You only hit, you, I, I think if you hit wrong. it more than once, it screws it up. Yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I really like Assassin's Creed 3 so far. Um, yeah, I, I'm with Corey. Starts really slow. I... I Almost was going to put it down and just wait for Halo or play Borderlands 2 until Halo came out. Um, but it, it does it does get better after the first three or four hours, like much better. I, I'm i nervous about my chances of playing this game again Af- after, after Halo, Halo yeah. Well, I would like to beat it, but I know that's yeah. just not going to happen because for me it'll probably be like 30, 35, 40 yeah. hours. So 
because I have to do everything, you know. Yeah, I may not even have it before Halo. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I'm not looking good for you. I, I will go back to it though. I I feel like I I hope at least because yeah. I really, even if I don't love the game that much, I really like the setting. Yeah, it's really cool and all that stuff about it. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm not a type of person that usually goes back to a game after I put it down. So. Yeah. Um, it's cool now because I'm st- I'm at the point where there's starting to be. I, I think I was telling Will about this. There's there's conflict between the colon. I might have said this earlier in this episode. I don't even know. But there's so. there's starting to be conflict between the British soldiers and the and the colonists. Oh. Like you'll be walking around, and there'll be an argument that breaks out into like gunfire. Oh, really? Just when you're walking around in the city, I'm That's like, cool. yeah, this is what this game's about. One other thing I loved in the combat was when they they set up like a firing line. Uh-huh. Against oh, you, yeah. you can grab a nearby enemy by yep. hitting X and use him as uh, cover. A shield, Huge and they just—they all shoot him all at once. And the firing line's pretty sweet. Yeah. Hearing all the guns go off, yep. and it shoots the guy, and he just drops dead to the ground. <laughs> I couldn't get that to work. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't it work every time for times. me. It's probably one of those things that's touchy, and you got to be in the exact right spot. But yeah. it's awesome when you can't get it to work. That sucks. Because then uh, yeah. th- that's the great thing about having the the muskets. It takes so long to reload. As you use him as cover, and they kill him, and then it takes them forever to reload. So you just charge in and start whooping ass. Yeah, off with their heads. Yeah, yep. I love there the was... combat's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I think that's definitely the most like that's all I want to do is just kill. Yeah, bullets. and the corner assassinations are really cool when you uh, get on the other like the you know opposite corner of somebody uh-huh. and lean over and jump out and stab him in the face and then pull him around the corner that's yep. really cool i haven't got to do that yet what do you do you just lean up against the wall yeah yep. and okay. you're you guy are kind of peek around the corner yeah a bit. okay see now i that's one of the things i was confused about because i thought maybe there was a button i needed to press to like sneak or something i wasn't sure if that did it or right. okay because one of the the missions said do two corner assassinations or something and i, yeah. I didn't know what the hell it meant so yeah yeah yeah, you just wait around the corner, draw your weapon, look around the corner till you target them, you know, that their body highlights. Okay. And then just press the attack and you'll oh. zip around and... I can't wait to do that. Take them out. That's and the airborne sweet. assassinations are really cool when you jump off of something. And yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Bitch somebody to the ground. Oh, I mean, I couldn't just love the wrist blade any more than I do. That's so sweet. It is pretty sweet. Such a sweet assassin it, tool. It just, makes you want to have one. It does. Just... <laughs> Just in case, you know? Yeah. In case you run into some trouble at work. <laughs> sneak up behind someone. Yeah, I could have used one the other day, I'll yeah, tell you. I'll talk about that off the air, though. Okay. So I... Go ahead, Corey. Uh, there was another moment in the game where I got really excited. Um, where it's really early. You're walking through um, Boston. Um, and somebody says something. And then, I don't know if it's your character or the character you're with throws a rock at one of the British soldiers. Redcoats. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was like, oh my god, am I, am I in the middle of the Boston massacre? Uh-huh. Um, turns out it wasn't, but like that's how the Boston massacre kind of started. Was you know some some Bostonites um, taunting British soldiers. Yeah. Um, but I was really hoping for that. That would have been awesome if it does. And I hope there are moments like that in the game where you're in the middle of these huge historical events. Yeah. Well, I love that part too. Anyway, though, because it was so cool. He threw the rock at him. And I just love seeing, like, that piece of shit guy thought he was just such a badass walking around with his <laughs> army and he gets the rock thrown at him. <laughs> and they're just staring at him. He's like, what did he say? I don't remember. I can't remember what he ago. said either. But, yeah, it was, that was an awesome part. I love that. Yeah. There's some really cool – and 
and funnily enough, um, on the when you're on the boat in the beginning, I got caught up playing those stupid games. Oh, you know, like I thought hours. to myself, yeah. I was like, I bet you Corey loves playing this fucking stupid game. <laughs> it's I almost, knew it. I knew you were going to love that. It's it's a little bit like Checkers, kind yeah. of. And yeah, of I, course, I, I'm terrible at it. I played that a little bit. Yeah, that, I like that one. I don't really like the other one where that you move the the things around to make three in a row. I didn't play that one. Wait, that's the one I played. Yeah, I don't really like that one. I like the other one. Okay, I didn't play the other one. Okay. Huh. I think there's actually three different games, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah there is. I, didn't tell you. The third one. I only played two of them. Couldn't tell you. Okay. I think that's all we want to talk about for Assassin's Creed 3, right? So far, that's well, I'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot. Yeah, more weeks. more to come over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll see, see how it, it all turns out. So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our feedback and roundtable discussion segments right after this. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Welcome back, everybody. Episode 67 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. The song you heard during the break was by the musical group Cape Canaveral. So there was that. All right, feedback. Uh, this is our listener feedback, obviously, for those for those of you, if you are a new listener, um, this is where our listen, our, our listeners slash fans, um, you know, write in questions, comments, what have you. Clements. Concerns. Yeah, concerns. Uh, the first is from Miguel on Hell, who says, Hi, guys. I want to talk about the score given to users to Resident Evil 6, or given by users to Resident Evil 6. In my opinion, it's far from real. I'm not saying the game is good. I haven't played, so I don't know. Uh, probably, and according with most reviews I've read, it's just a mediocre game. But that being said, is it fair that it gets massacred with such a low score? I don't think so, and the only explanation I find for this game is that it's called Resident Evil, and that most of these users are so-called true gamers who probably only have two games that they have ever played in their life, have been Call of Duty uh, Offline and Call of Duty Online, and they find pleasure... Sorry. They... (laughs) They find pleasure giving giving a bad score to a game which maybe belongs to another generation. On the contrary, if the intention of these users is to send Capcom the message that they have been taken in a bad way, or that they have taken a bad way, I think they have chosen the wrong way to do it. For me, the only effective way is to convey this message to developers is just not buying the game. Money talks, as you say, and giving an example I can point out is that Resident Evil 5 got not very good reviews. For me, the worst of the main saga uh, with the differences. But surprisingly but surprisingly, was the best-selling, so no wonder Resident Evil 6 has taken after its predecessor. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that, because like he said, with, with, with most, uh, most reviews gave it, you know, eh, 40, 50, 60, but like a lot of the Metacritic scores were zeros. Like, I mean, I don't... I, but do you think it's due to to just like Call of Duty fanboys, or? I don't know. I don't know if it's that or maybe Resident Evil fanboys. That's what I'm thinking. That I just... think it's probably closer to Resident Evil fans that were just like, "Man, what a shitty game!" Yeah, because I mean, I I know the first and the second Resident Evil games were survival horror games, mm-hmm. and they've turned it into a more action based franchise, which I think a lot of people don't like, and I think a lot of the people like Dead Space because it was survival horror and some people are nervous about the third one being more action oriented than than the older games be. yeah so some people are worried about that but but yeah yeah I, I mean he's right though the best way to send your send a message to the developers is just not buying the game you know maybe trying out a demo and but i the same sometimes you get the best of the game in a demo and you can't really tell what the full game is like yeah so yeah, not buying it. I don't know. I don't know how it's sold. I don't either. I haven't heard anything. I know they put a they put a fix out for the camera angles apparently. Okay. Or it's going to be coming out. Okay. I guess that was a big big problem was the camera. Mm-hmm. They're putting a, a download out for that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of guilty of the Call of Duty. I bitch about it, but I've kind of the mentality: if you can't beat them, join them. I guess. Right. And that. <laughs> So, I don't know. At the same time, there's some, like, uh, Game Informer put, uh, I think, gave Resident Evil 6 a 8.75, mm-hmm. I think was their their thing. And I, I actually read the review, because I know Corey said that the review, um, the review is more important than the score that they give it. Um, and I agree with Corey in this in this spot. I don't know that they would have given it an 8.75. Uh, what they said it was it, that it's a, 
the game itself is eh, but the co-op is fun, mm. and that's why they gave it an eight point seven five. Apparently, fun. yeah, yeah. Um, but but do you pay sixty bucks no, for that? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Uh, there's no way. Um, if the game itself wasn't good and fun to play, um, I don't know. I just can't see where playing it with a friend makes it that right. much better. Yeah, you know, you're still playing a turd. So, <laughs> yeah. I think you're better served, you know, if you want a fun co-op game, just getting an old game, you know. There's plenty of fun co-op experiences out there that aren't $60. Sure. So, Torchlight 2 being one of them. Mm-hmm. Great game. <laughs> All the experience you've got with it. So, yeah. Th- thanks. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I should have waited to say it. Let's wait. Yeah, okay. I'm not we'll, clapping again. We'll, Fuck you guys. We'll, we'll applaud each other. Yeah. Final, final do it. Valiant effort. Uh, so yeah, thanks for that, Miguel. I, I think I think you're right. I think uh, not buying the game is a, the best thing you can do in that situation. Um, Eric's probably glad he didn't end up buying it, right? What's that? Oh God, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Fuck. <laughs> so happy. Yeah. Because that was one that I really wanted to play. I don't know why, but it just struck me. Like, the trailers at E3 looked really they cool. They did. The trailers looked great, and the co-op sounded awesome. And yeah. just, I don't know, I thought it looked cool. I'm really happy I didn't buy it, though. Yeah. I actually didn't even end up playing the demo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good thing. That one was on my must-purchase list, and I just didn't play the demo, even. I think... I think I downloaded the demo maybe and didn't play it. Downloaded I've downloaded it. a few demos yeah. and I haven't played them. So I played it and said, don't get it. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's right. You did play the demo. Did you? What do you think? Do you think it was deserving of uh, zeros and ones? I, I, I think the problem is, is it tried to meet the Resident Evil fans and the Call of Duty fans in the middle and ended uh, up with everyone. I, yeah, that's, I every, never, everyone took a shit on it. I never thought about that, which is something like EA is trying to do with all their games. Yeah, you know, and yeah, instead of uniting both worlds, they're upsetting everybody because it's yeah. not Call of Duty and it's not Resident Evil. Well, you know, the thing is, you can't make everyone happy. Exactly, so that's you, what Dan just said. Especially yeah. we talking about what, what, what were we talking about when you said that, Dan? Uh, EA and their huge losses. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just making good games, they're trying too hard to get the mass yeah, appeal of right. uh, Call of Duty. You might as well please one group instead of nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for that, Miguel. Uh, Michael, Minnesota, says, I've been playing a ton of the Football Manager 2013 beta, and I'm loving it. There are a few little additions and changes that make it feel fresh, and I can't wait for the full release on November 2nd. So that would be tomorrow, Friday. Football Manager is a soccer. Yep. Oh, just so everybody knows. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, soccer. I didn't know that. Yeah, soccer manager simulation. Football manager. Football, yes. Oh, okay. Football. He said, I also played XCOM a bunch for about a week, but I just don't have any desire to play it anymore. I'm not sure why that is, but I would recommend the game to people that are debating about getting it. The single player is enjoyable, and the multiplayer can be a lot of fun, too. Oh, and my new favorite part of the podcast is Eric's weekly recap of the Bills game. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard at another person's pain. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for the support. I think we all enjoy that segment. Yes, we yeah. do. I know. I just love it. You, Well, I was going to say, you don't like living through it, but maybe you like telling about it on the podcast? Yeah, so to a point, I guess. Right. There's a certain thing I like about it, but right. that last one against Tennessee really still has me just 
left such a bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah, that's a tough place. I don't even know why, because Tennessee sucks, and like it, it, I don't know. It was destined to happen. It was. That's the thing. It's just so fucking predictable. Why I don't want to get into why it. Why would they not run the ball? I don't get it. I don't want to get into it again. <laughs> fucking Bills. Huh. It was a nice Sunday not having to worry about the Bills, Michael. We'll just say that. Actually, it was, listening, it was enjoyable. listening to last last week and hearing you talk about it, I was laughing really hard at it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that at least it's funny to listen to. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least we have that. But uh, the other part of his thing, uh, actually, I was thinking about trying football manager, and based on that, I'm going to because mm-hmm. it sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, I play – I had – NHL Eastside Hockey Manager, which is the same game. I think it's from the same company, even, but it's it was hockey. Is it? And it was uh, it came out. It was 2007, I think, is the one I had, and it was incredible. And I played yeah. hours and hours and hours and hours of that game. Um, that was one of those games where I was I would just be like, oh, I'm going to play through a couple more games, blah blah blah. Um, it had that civilization. Mm-hmm. XCOM type of feel to it where you just want to do one more thing or oh, I'm just going to make this trade. Um, and, you know, I'd be up until 4 or 5 o'clock in the yeah. morning every night playing it. No, I, and I love that part of sports. Yeah, like the me too. The numbers. Yeah. It's all, it, it, it's not, there's not any like graphics to it. It's all spreadsheets yeah. and numbers and names and, and oh, it's so good. Sports Interactive Limited is yep. who it's developed by? Yep, Sports Interactive, which they it's always abbreviated as SA. I'm like, sport, Sports Illustrated? Yeah. And I got to remember, no, it's Sports Interactive. Yeah. So, yeah, great uh, great stuff. I have they, I think they had a baseball one, too. Um, I think that one, I don't know if they still still do or not, but they've, they've had baseball ones in the past. Um, that's actually a game, the Eastside Hockey Manager is actually probably one that um, I would still be playing, but it has the it had DRM and you can only download it like three times or something. Oh, um, and I bought it in 2008, so that was f- like four years ago. Um, and I've had five computers since then, so yeah, I don't still. Or I, it might have even come out in 2007. It was Eastside Hockey Manager 2007, so it probably came out in 2006. I remember playing it for some reason. Or did I get it? I might have gotten it the year of the lockout. Yeah, it was the year of the lockout, actually. Maybe because... it's when it came out. No, because I remember Sidney Crosby was in the game. Ugh. Yeah, it was, really the, young... it was the year after the lockout yeah. that it came out. So it came out in 2006, so it was Eastside Hockey Manager 2007. Yep. I, I loved it. I remember getting really frustrated with it because I didn't understand it's it because I, I was younger. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm looking up to see how much football managers. I think it's 30 bucks, but Yeah, that sounds right. I think I paid 30 bucks for Hockey Manager. Uh, XCOM. I'm with you a little bit, uh, Michael, with XCOM. Not that I don't have any desire to play it. I just have other stuff I want to play so much. Yeah. Um, I will get back to it at some point. Yeah, that's um, one I, I do feel like I will probably revisit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did, you know, I beat it, so there's not that in the back of my... If I hadn't beaten it yet, I probably would still be playing it. Um, but I, probably over the winter I'll play it again when nothing's really coming out. It's forty bucks, football manager. Oh wow! On Steam. Okay. I'll probably wait, and I'm assuming they'll have some kind of special for it. Yeah, before too long. I'll wait on that. Although maybe not. I feel like those games hold their value yeah. for a while. Well, we'll see. If you're bored one day, you can buy it. Yeah, it has an 84 on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah. Those, I mean, those games are well received because they're awesome games. So, all right. So thanks for that, Michael. All right. 
This is from Idaho Jake. Who says, hey guys, I've been playing the Mechromancer for Borderlands 2, and she is awesome. But the best part is Death Trap. He is a badass machine. Dan, I have a question for you. Is the reason you are having such a problem reading is because you are married and t- touching yourself more? I know after I got married, I couldn't see shit. I tried to leave feedback, but my phone wouldn't send the damn message. Can you recommend some gaming podcasts? I've been listening to IGN's podcast, and they are getting really annoying. I've only played about three to four hours of Assassin's Creed 3, but I have enjoyed the crap out of it. The story grabbed me. And the new environment is great. I like how you can't just jump off stuff without doing it on purpose. Also, also the tree climbing is good. Well, I will let you guys talk about the rest and what you thought. One more thing. Do you guys watch The League on Netflix? It is fucking funny and a great show. Uh, Macro- I, I still haven't really played the Macromancer in Borderlands. Every time I play, I play my main character, um, who's level 45 now, I think. Because I finished the Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Booty DLC. Is level 50 Ooh. the highest? 50 is the max, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Well, you're getting up there. Yeah. I, I, I want to max. I never maxed out my character in the first Borderlands, so I want to do it in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, reason I'm having problem reading, uh, that's probably a part of it, obviously. <laughs> Although, I think... <laughs> <laughs> if that was the case, probably most of us would have been blind as teenagers, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Although, yeah. you know, it's it's just it's accumulating, and that's why Isn't it, we have such, you know, bad vision now. That's part of it. Um, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> uh, recommend some gaming podcasts. I actually don't listen to any gaming podcasts. Nope. You guys are into Giant Bomb, right? I haven't listened to Giant Bomb in like two years. Uh, yeah, I listen. I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts. Do you? Um, what can you recommend? Giant Bomb, definitely for their knowledge and their humor. Okay. Uh, they tend to the first half hour of the episode is usually off topic. Um, it's 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 entertaining, but if you're looking for gaming content, you don't necessarily want to go there. Uh, but no, they're all very smart at what they do and. They're all very witty and, and enjoyable to listen to. Um, that one's good. Uh, Weekend Confirmed is Garnet Lee's uh, podcast. He did the one-up podcast for a while there. Um, and now he's with uh, Gamefly and uh, Shack News. So, he yeah, he has the podcast with Jeff Kanata, who is on the Totally Rad Show. They, they're on Weekend Confirmed. And that's really good. They stay on topic pretty well, and they always um, cover everything. Not necessarily as witty and as enjoyable as the Giant Bomb guys, but really... Really on point and, and uh, interesting, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, and then, if you know, uh, I always recommend Stitcher for listening to gaming podcasts. Just navigate to the, the gaming feed and whatever they got there. They tend to be a little bit more homebrew like we are. Um, we're also on Stitcher. So if you're just looking for that more, you know, sitting around and, and chatting about games feel, I, I would go to Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends listens to the Cheap Ass Gamer podcast, um, and he likes it. I'm I'm not familiar with that at all, but he seems to like it, so maybe yeah. give that one a try too. Yep. And yeah, Stitch, uh, Stitch is good. I agree though that IGN can be kind of annoying their podcast. Oh really? It's kind of yeah, it's kind of annoying sometimes. How so? Uh, I don't know. Just it's almost rather than like a group of friends sitting around and talking about games, it kind of feels like a group of dudes that paid to get to talk about games, sitting around and talking about games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that they're not passionate about what they talk about, but it, it tends to be. Uh, I don't know, like a like more of a nerd fest 
rather than not that this isn't a nerd fest, but you, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's like too much. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I do like Damon Hatfield though. Okay. Um, I don't know. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three, which we talked about. Anyone watch the League on Netflix? I've seen uh, quite a few episodes. Okay, that's a good show. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard a few like fantasy sports that you definitely should watch the League. Yep. Even um, if you don't. Yeah. If you like sports in general, or if you like being a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. My, my girlfriend loves it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, there's stuff for girls in there too because it's like they they. I think most of them have a relationship with a girl, and that Who? plays into it. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. one one of the guys, I think he lets his girlfriend pick the team, or they do it together, but nobody knows that. Oh, okay, something it's like just, that. It's his wife, and she's really good at uh, fantasy, but he doesn't yeah. want anybody. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh. that you know, girls can enjoy that. And okay. There's a lot of sex talk and withholding sex from their boyfriends, which should never be done. No, that's brutal. Brutal. So, Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I'll make it a point to actually watch a few episodes before next week. You'd like it because I, that's what everyone says. They're like, if you like sports, if you like fantasy sports, it's definitely mm-hmm. a show you should be watching. So. Is this on Netflix? Yes, yeah. it is. All right, I'm gonna yeah. watch a couple episodes then. Yeah, there's like three seasons. I think of it the on first there. two are on there. Two. Sweet. Okay. I think they actually added the third one as well. Did they? Recently, yeah. All right. And there's a lot of good cameos in there too. So. Oh yeah. yeah, that's what I heard too. Yep. Okay. Um, and then off of that, he asks on Twitter, I just thought of something real quick uh, to ask how fancy football is going, which is always a, something I like to talk about. Well, you three are in a league together, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm in two different leagues. One, I'm seven and one, and one, I'm six and two. So you're doing well. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. First place in both of them, actually. Um, pretty, pre- pretty pleased with my results, especially since some of my players have been um, – my first round pick in both my leagues was Matthew Stafford, who's been a bust. Yeah, a except real bust. Week. Except last week when I didn't play him in no, either league. Nor did I. Piece of shit. So, and you know what else? The worst part of that: not only did I not play him, but I have Calvin Johnson, who he didn't throw one of those touchdowns to. Yeah, uh, and has one touchdown this year. Yeah, uh, a lot of people picked him in the first round. Well, he's great. Yeah, and, he is. You know, he he was on the cover Madden. Yeah. Should have known. I don't know. I quarterbacks score the most points. They I do. always pick quarterbacks first round. I do too. Always. And it used to be running backs, but um, the last couple of years, I think, if you know, take Aaron Rodgers or yep. you know, somebody like that. But um, I'm five and three in my league, which is good enough for second. Uh-huh. Um, but there's four teams that are five and three. Okay. I had a real bad week last week. Yeah, I didn't do too well. Real I bad. Squeaked one out and then got crushed in my other game. Yeah. Frank Gore, too. He's another player I have in both my leagues, and he hasn't been doing that well. He had one or two good games. There aren't many guys that are just, like, really tearing it up. No, there's not any stallions. Not any stallions. I'd take Eli Manning of the Giants. I don't know. I have him in my league, and he didn't do dick for me last week. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't do anything. Uh, Speaking of fantasy, though, just to go back briefly, I hadn't checked my team in three weeks until somebody just said that. Yeah. Um, And I... I am checking now, and I am tied for first in my division. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! I'm six and two, and I have oh. the most points for in my league. Yeah, I'm six and two. Also, I must be. I must be leading the other division. Yeah. Are you JV bench warmer? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You have the second most points for Dan. Okay. I'm two and six in mine, but get this: I've played Attaboy. Val, your wife, Dan, twice. Yeah. 
I lost to her both games combined by one point something. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I lost to her by less than a point last week. I was so mad. And you know what I did? Played Aaron Rodgers against Jacksonville because I thought he would throw, like, four touchdowns yeah. and bench Matt Ryan. It was complete opposite. Well, getting into football, I mean, I, we've talked about this before, but there is no sure bets this year in no. the NFL. Uh-uh. Not uh, even close. I mean, at least the Falcons are undefeated, so, like, I'm like, all right, I'll play Matt Wait, Ryan. They are? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're 7-0. Question, should I play Matt Still. Ryan against Dallas this week or Aaron Rodgers against – I can't remember exactly who they're playing. Look. I'd probably go with Rodgers because he won player of the month last few, last month, so he's he's hot right now. He had that span of two games where he threw nine touchdowns or whatever. Let me oh, see. one of those was against the uh, the week with you, and if I played Aaron Rodgers that week, I would have beat you. Yeah, didn't he throw six touchdowns yeah. that week? They're playing the Arizona. Game? Yeah. It's in Green Bay. I'd probably go with Rodgers. Rodgers, all right. Arizona has a good defense, but they haven't been playing that great. No. I've got a question. What? So I'm checking, and uh, I realize both my defenses have a bye. Uh-huh. Just drop one. This week. Who do you up. got? Uh, I have San Francisco and New England. Get rid of New England. Uh, well, New England has actually done pretty well for me. For well, no, I'm time. yeah, but San Francisco's got probably the can't best I, defense. Can I just drop a, a shitty uh, defensive player that I never use? Yes. To pick up a defense. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, who should I pick up? Miami is playing Indy. Denver is playing Cincinnati. Cleveland's playing Baltimore. Washington's playing Carolina. Uh, San Diego's playing Kansas City. Tampa Bay is playing Oakland. Who? who you may want to go um, Washington over Carolina. Carolina's not doing very well. Cam no. Newton's really struggling. And Washington's right. defense gets a lot of turnovers. Although my, Miami and Indy wouldn't, wouldn't be bad either. Miami's not as bad as people thought they'd be. Yeah, Miami is leading uh, the the leading defense in the free agent. They put a hurting on the Jets last week. That was yeah. awesome. Thank God. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, pick out Miami against Indy because Indy's got a rookie quarterback too. All right, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to drop K.R. and Fox. K.R. and Fox. He's on injured reserve. Is that a good drop? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because he Seeing can't play he anymore. he can't play the rest of the year, yeah, it's a pretty good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're all set. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, and another Fantasy football hour with the thumbstick athletes. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, I played St. Louis's defense because I wasn't paying attention because Baltimore had a bye. Oh, I was like, I'll just throw St. Louis in there. Negative 12 points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would've be I would have beat I would have beat Val if I just played Baltimore's defense on a oh, bye week. God. I was so mad. I <laughs> to get zero points. <laughs> I could zero points is better than minus eleven. I could have had three more wins than I have. But oh, no. Oh man. I hate football so much right now. Now you're telling me. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I did play Jason Witten though, and he had like almost twenty catches. So one more quick question, guys. Alright, what do you got? Roddy White or Denarius Moore? Uh, who are they playing? Roddy White is playing Dallas. Denarius Moore is playing Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a really bad secondary. Um, oh, Jesus, but the problem there is the Raiders suck. Yeah, Carson Palmer. Is... But Denarius Moore has been doing really well. Yeah. Uh, I always struggle with ones advice, like Eric. that. I would go with uh, who's the home team in that one? Uh, Denarius Moore. Oakland is. is. Play him. Okay. Mm. They're both home. Oh, they are both home. What? Oh, you know what? No, go go with Roddy White because Atlanta's got a, a home Sunday night game. He's going to want to light it up. 
right. hope so because I have Roddy White. I have uh, on oh. one of my leagues. I have Roddy White, Julio Jones, and uh, Hernandez. Julio er, Jones is so good. Um, yes. Not Hernandez. Good Tony Gonzalez. I have three of the <laughs> Falcons. Yeah. Well, I mean, receivers. Hey, they're they're a great team. And Matt Ryan's a really good quarterback. He is, and you know what? I was totally wrong about him. I thought he was going to suck. He threw a ton of interceptions in college. Did it? Yeah, Boston College. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. I don't know. Ever since he got drafted, I was like, I kind of like Matt Ryan, so I kind of followed him. Yeah, I like him too. Had him every year on my fantasy team. Since kind of a drafted. weenie, but I like him. I feel Not- like interceptions, though, for a young player, is something you you're more likely to fix than some other problem. Uh, Yay or nay? I don't know. Hard to say, really. Because yeah. in college, you feel like a, a top tier quarterback shouldn't be throwing that many interceptions, mm. especially in college. You know, yeah, he should enough. be you know head and shoulders above the rest if he's going to be a top pick. I think. Yeah. You don't want a guy who's turnover prone. You know who's a real weenie is Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a douchebag. Yeah, he is. He's not a weenie. He's a. I prick. Do not like him at all. You know, of all the Bills games I've ever been to live, he, easily the cockiest motherfucker on a, any team I've seen. Really? Oh my god! I because I used to, you know I go right down uh, where the opposite team is warming up and yeah. give them a little shit. But man, what a cocky piece yeah. of shit! I just one game I was watching. I don't remember who they were playing, but he was, you know, yelling at the coach and throwing yeah. a temper tantrum. Yeah. I was like, you are the, a dick. He's such a douche, and he <laughs> just thinks he's the shit. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, he <laughs> led a drive to beat the Giants in, like, overtime or something like that, and he was running down the field along his wide receiver. I was like, I hope he breaks his ankle. Oh, he's <laughs> such a prick. I don't wish injuries on people, but yeah, I wanted him to get hurt. I, you know, and I'd probably be the same way if I was him, so I can't really... Just make fun of how he throws the ball. Does he throw it weird? He's like, he like shot put. I don't know. It's weird. You have to watch it. Well, you know what? He's not Ryan Fitzpatrick, so. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> He's got that going for him. Dirty Sanchez. Sanchez and Fitzpatrick are like the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good point. I don't know, because Sanchez, or um, Fitzpatrick at least has a decent amount of touchdown passes. go out there and sling it. That's yeah, for damn yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> Sanchez has like, well, Three touchdown, four touchdown passes. Yeah. My friend Jeff, he's always saying, man, I hope they don't let Fitzy go out there and sling it this week. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes right he out and slings it. He's like, Fitzy's out there slinging it around today, isn't he? Because <laughs> uh, he thinks he's got this wicked strong arm, and uh, God forbid if he throws a deep ball, always underthrows it and well, gets picked. That's how I feel about the Eagles, too. Because they, they have LaShawn McCoy, who's done great. Oh, so good. And uh, they keep having Vic throw the ball and you know, run the ball and fumble and get crushed. The thing about Michael Vick is that he's got a great arm, mm-hmm. but he's just not very accurate. Yeah. And if he could just – he's not going to. He's too old now. But, I mean, if he could just harness that, man, he'd have been something else. Yeah, yeah. he would have I feel been. like RG3 is, I was is gonna going say, to he, be what Michael Vick could have been. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Minus, Watching them. Minus jail time. Minus jail time and dog Hopefully. Fighting. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> RG3 has got his head on straight. He's he re- a good yeah, guy. He does. Yeah, I remember Dave Damashek said that, you know, he hates the people who just, like, meets them and says there's something special. But he said – RG3 is actually no. something special. Yes, he's, he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. Smart, very smart. Yeah. Okay. All right. That'll probably do it for our football, fo- yeah. <laughs> football talk. Football hour. <laughs> but thanks for the questions. Wait, we, Corey, we you got any more? Or? Uh, whose question was that? Which one? Idaho Jake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks Thanks for that. You might have just saved me a, a fantasy victory. There you go. Well, last time I gave Will any 
any input. He he took one on the chin for it. Yeah, Rogers threw <laughs> six touchdowns. <laughs> uh, man, football. That's why I secretly did, secretly did the opposite. Of yeah, played Denarius more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next Twitter feedback is from Chase, who says, "Wow, Dishonored challenge maps—they really are like Bioshock because they did that too." Um, yeah, I you know the whole Dishonored felt like uh, Bioshock to me, and that's the probably the closest game I could could have uh, picked to go with it. And I guess that's yeah, they're just making it seem more like Dishonored or Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah. Dishonored to Bioshock. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. That's what I was going with. So, there's that. Um, all right, uh, on to our drinking now. Oh, oh no, I got a couple more things. My wife asked, uh, asked, I like to know why I'm so addicted to Tiny Tower. I was addicted to Tiny Tower for a time there. Mm-hmm. That's probably the game that I got the most use out of as far as iOS, iOS games go. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's so addicting. It just either. is. It's just like fun, easy. You just want to build your tower up and just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun getting people into their dream jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, she Eric, keeps. Eric home a dream maker. Yeah. She she keeps the iPad in the bedroom now, and like if she wakes up to go get a drink or go Uh-oh. to the bathroom or whatever, she plays a few minutes of Tiny Tower. Yeah. She's an addict. It's like, oh, well, whatever. That game, I like <laughs> stopped playing for like a couple of weeks, and then go back and play it for a couple more weeks, and stop, and then go back. I haven't played it for a couple months. I actually had Dream Heights, which is Zynga's ripoff one. I played both of them religiously, mm-hmm. even though I hated myself for playing Dream Heights because they ripped off. Tiny Tower, right? Nimble bits, but uh-huh. addicting. Corey, you played Tiny Tower, right? Uh, no, no, okay, nope. I played Mega Mall Story. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I would definitely suggest Tiny Tower to anybody looking for a new iOS game, though. Yeah. That's Wait, fun. are we sure that's the the Nimble Bits one? Yeah. Yeah. Zinga one. Yep. Oh, I know, Corey. Which one's the Zinga one? Dream Heights. Dream Heights. Okay. That's ridiculous that they can get away with that. I know. It's spitting image, just little different graphics. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, oh, we got a video shared on our Facebook. Do we, re- like, repost that? I don't think so. I don't know how to do that, so someone else is going to have to do yeah, it. I'll repost it right now because okay. it was freaking awesome. Yeah. You want to talk about it, Corey? Um, yeah. So a uh, listener of ours, Adam from New York, sent us this video of, I believe it was – the do you know what teams it was, Eric? Ohio State and I didn't watch it. Uh, oh, I have it right here. Was the Ohio from... State marching band performs I... at halftime of yeah. the Buckeyes versus Cornhuskers game, October sixth, Nebraska, two thousand twelve. Um, yeah, so it was awesome. The marching band, what they did was they uh, they lined up to recreate a bunch of old video games, um, and they did like Space Invaders first, and they lined up and they'd like shoot some people up and they'd crash in, and then the, really. The, Attacking, th- yeah, the attacking force would just kind of like break up, um, and meanwhile they're playing all the video game music. They did Mario Brothers, uh, they did what else did they do? Uh, they did a Tetris thing, and like all the blocks kind of fell into one another. It was really cool. Um, and then they broke and did Halo, and oh. uh, played some of the Halo music, which and, is really uh, good. Did music. The Halo logo, yeah. Um, but the coolest thing they did was after the Halo thing, they they went into Zelda 
and did uh, the Triforce and started playing the Zelda theme. And then they uh, turned into a horse. And the most impressive part of this was they actually moved, the, they made the horse run just by moving. And, like, the, the back leg would rock, walk really fast and the front leg would walk slow. And then it switched, so the horse was like literally like galloping down the field. That's oh awesome. my god! It was it was really cool. And meanwhile, the best music in the world is playing. Huh? I found one thing I like about Ohio State. Yeah, it was awesome, and I highly recommend it for anybody who is a fan of games. Yeah, I should watch it because I heard about it and I read about it, but I didn't. I didn't haven't watched the video, so I'm definitely gonna have to do that. That sounds awesome. I'll, I'll repost it on our page right now. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, okay, now on to our drinking. We got two new likes on Facebook and two followers on Twitter. So that equates to four drinks. How are we going to divide that up? I've got beer, so I can take one. I've okay. got Mountain Dew. I'll do one. So I'll do two shots then. Of Evan Williams Honey Reserve. I'll do. He gonna do one. The he good, gonna do one. The good stuff that you know. The twelve dollar bottle mm. of honey whiskey, dry aged, to perfection. It's nice and chilled too. I do like that about it. I'm gonna have to get another one. I'm of watching these. that video right now. That's wicked cool. Whoa, that one's a little cool. All right, Space Invaders. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, this one's almost overflowing. Hey, here's to our new listeners. Down the hatch. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's one for me. I don't like that stuff, man. Pansy. I didn't see you doing one, Will. Puts hair on your chest, Eric. Come on. I don't need any more. I do. I got enough on my feet to put on your chest, Corey. I would have put them on my, uh, I would have, I would have trim the hair from your feet and put them on my feet for the Halloween costume. <laughs> would have been strangely erotic. <laughs> Eric's a hobbit. Really, my feet are built like hobbit feet. <laughs> Eric's way too tall to be a hobbit. Was it, was it, it was South Park, right, that Scott Tenerman put his pubes in chili and made Cartman eat it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scott Tenerman must die. Yeah. All right, here goes shot number two. Hmm. Okay. That's our biggest week yet. Is it? No, didn't we? I have think six? we had five, I think we had five or six one. I think we one had week. six one week. Remember, if we get fifty, Eric has to drink the old English. Oh, that's right. Can't wait. Is get... it fifty in one week? Yes. Yeah. I okay. Gotta, I gotta get that. And the older, I mean, you, you're gonna want to save Eric because we don't want that to get older. So we need fifty likes stat. Yeah, we do. Likes, <laughs> followers, friends on. Xbox Live and PSN. Is that iTunes Pikachu reviews. on this video? <laughs> Stitcher favorites. What's that? Yeah, they do Pokemon as well. Yeah. They do the Pokeball and then they do Pikachu. Yep. Stitcher favorites too? Yeah, Stitcher favorites. Uh, which, by the way, we have one new Stitcher favorite. Oh, oh so we got to do another drink? I'll do it. <laughs> There's Tetris. I'm not going Dan. anywhere. Dude, that is so cool. I just have to edit this episode and upload it, and then I'm going to play Assassin's oh, Creed. That's so cool. Isn't that I awesome? Gotta fig- I got to figure out what I'm going to play tonight. All right, so let's get into our round. Oh, thanks for the feedback, too, by the way. Yes. Um, we definitely like having feedback as opposed to no feedback. It, Last week. Yeah, it fills out, <laughs> fills out the episode a little bit. 
and kinda, I should say too, breaks us from our structure too. You know, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be related, obviously, to the to video games. Um, if you want to get off, to, if if you want to get off topic a little bit, uh, or have a question about anything, really, probably one of us has an opinion about it. So you could probably ask us just about anything, right? Yeah, and and uh, I think. We're in good company because none of us really get offended by anything. No. Right. Um, that's that's very true. Yeah, you're not going to offend us. But no. if hard. you want to talk about politics or something, you better be prepared for an honest answer and don't get pissed <laughs> off when we give it to you. Especially for me. Uh, that's true. Third shot. Okay. I loved the Mario section of this video, by the way. All right, so let's get into our uh, roundtable discussion. I know me and Will wanted to talk about the same thing. Uh, we wanted to talk about Halo 4 reviews. I actually posted on our on our Twitter earlier if, if anyone was excited. And, um, you know, I was a little nervous when I heard. I had actually read last night that the reviews were going to go up at midnight Pacific. Why is that? I don't know. Um, oh, you know what happened is Microsoft had an event where they let journalists come in and play their game. I think it was two or three days oh, all right. um, where journalists could come in and play, you know, play the game kind of as they pleased mm-hmm. um, for that specific reason to, to get reviews about it, I guess. Um, so uh, I think that's why they, why they, you know, were able to re- release the reviews. And so far the re- reviews have been uh, really, really good for it. Um, Destructoid gave it a 10. Um, and you know rave reviews throughout. Kotaku gave rave re- reviews for it. Uh, GameStop gave it, I think, a nine. Nine, nine, yep. Um, IGN gave it a nine point eight. Nine point eight, yeah. So, Gameformer, I think, gave it a nine point three. Yeah, something G4 like that. G four was a four and a half okay. out of five. Um, so you know, I was a little nervous. Obviously, it's a, it's not Bungie. It's three four three studios. It's got a different developer. You know, you didn't really know how this one was going to go. It looked cool, but a lot of things can look cool and still suck. Um, so, so this is you know it's promising. At least, at least we know that um, from a critical standpoint, pe- people seem to be liking it. So, um, yeah, I read. I think I read Tina Amini's um, piece on it on Kotaku. Uh, she said that they you know played through the campaign on the first day and part of the second day, and then played multiplayer almost exclusively the next day. Um, a lot of people are saying the campaign was is the best Halo campaign yet. Ooh. So, so it was a lot more emotional. Yeah, a lot more emotional, um, a lot more gripping, uh, excellent pacing. They, I read someplace. So, um, I'm really looking forward to Halo Four. I think it's going to be pretty yeah, great. I can't wait. So, uh, I'm watching the video of, that Corey was talking uh-huh. about, and they spell Halo out on the field. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty bitching. I'll, I'll I'll watch that when I go upstairs. Um, are you guys? When you get the game first, are you going to jump into multiplayer or are you going to play the campaign? I'm probably going to do... I usually do campaign, but I'll probably just play mul- start off playing multiplayer. Yeah, I'll probably do a little multiplayer then do straight campaign until mm-hmm. I beat it. Corey? Oh, I'm not going to be playing it for a while. I'm going to send you my Xbox. That's what's going to... I'm going to do that. Wait. When are you going to send it? Do you can guys... I, do, oh. Can I send it now? Or like tomorrow? You could, but why would you do such a thing? Don't you want to have it for Halo? I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to take your Xbox from you to do it. I don't care. I'm not going to play it until Halo anyway. Will is supposed to come for a visit this weekend, but because of the hurricane, his his uh, drivers, um, you know, kind of backed out. Forgot so, about that. Yeah. Um, and Will is going to bring his Xbox as part of that. 
but since that's not happening, yeah. come up with the weekend of, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Eh. <laughs> Corey, just do it. Yeah, just do it. it. Halo comes out on Tuesday. Monday at midnight. Tell yeah, your boss the, that. No, I can't. I they're can't. having a tournament at GameStop. They are. Tourney. Oh, really? If you go the at, Halo like, 14? yeah, you go at 9 o'clock and you can sign up and they're having the free-for-all tournament. They're doing it for Call of Duty, too. If I had practiced, I probably would have gone to that, but I haven't played Halo since over the summer. Oh, one thing I want to say about Halo is we had a generous donation from a fan and friend of uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel, plus a couple uh, pieces of Halo F- Halo 4 swag. So that's much obliged. <sighs> you, you know who you are, sir. So... Yeah. That's bad. What? what? We're going to get into that. What? Uh, we'll get into it when I do my roundtable. Okay. The ha- Halo swag? Well, go ahead, because I think we're... Yeah, I don't have anything, so... We've exhausted our All review, right. so, oh, review talk. Yeah, I do. <laughs> this past week, uh, there was an image that came out, and... Oh, my God. Um, Sorry, that was my phone. Ain't no thing. Uh, yeah, so this uh, journal, video games journalist, if you can call him that, he doesn't like to call himself a journalist, Robert Florence from Eurogamer, uh, exposed some more of the video games journalism industry corruption. There was an image that came out uh, with Jeff Keighley, who's a Canadian games journalist and considered by a lot of people to be one of the premier games journalists. Um, and this Jeff Keighley character guy is sitting between a Halo 4 um, Mountain Dew poster and a bag of Dur- uh, or a pile of Doritos and more Mountain Dew on the other side. So he's sitting in between these two things, uh-huh. um, and c- he kind of calls out like, as as a video games journalist, um, you know, you shouldn't be sitting in the middle of uh, a major video game release and its advertisers. And he also called out uh, the Games Media Awards. Uh, which is which is a bunch of uh, journalists that essentially vote for their, according to him, vote for their friends um, and the friends of the PR people that sponsor the event and the people attending, uh, and that the PR people have too much of an influence on how their games are viewed, which is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also calls out a certain few journalists regarding their tweets, where they tweet all the free stuff. Um, PR people for publishers have sent them and exclusive trips and stuff that they've been sent on by these um, uh, publishers to, to quote-unquote, review their games. Um, and, Dan, you mentioned us getting... Well, it's, it's a little bit different because it's not from a game publisher. It's right. actually from a fan, friend, a friend of the show, Yeah. Um, the supplies. But it's, it's just, yeah, it's like games journalists is so different from the other ones in that the, the people writing about the games are also big fans of the game, the games. Not necessarily fans, but they're fans of gaming. Yeah. And because of that, their opinion um, is colored by, you know, all the, the the time spent with the PR people for the publishers and stuff like that. Yeah. And we've talked about that a few times on this podcast, and one yeah. of the things, you know, we kind of pride ourselves on is that we have no relationship with the games industry um, everything we talk about on this podcast is bought and paid for by us. Yeah. Nobody's sending us on any free trips or sending us anything for free. Um, but I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on it because it is a little bit more of a juvenile business. Um, but at the same time, I feel like in order to be one of the competitive publications, you kind of have to get that 
first access and, you know, those review copies and stuff sent to you. Right, so you do have to do a little bit of pandering to... To a little the, schmoozing? To, yeah, a little, little schmoozing to the to the PR people for the publishers. Well, what do you guys think, though? If, if you know, if EA... Yeah, this is a bad example. If EA called you guys up and said, Hey, Dan, we want... Dan and Eric and Will. Uh, and we Corey. Put, we want to put you guys on a plane. Um, we're going we're gonna to put you in first class. We're going to fly out to Vegas for a little while. Uh, we're going to put you up in this hotel. Um, you know, just whatever you need to eat or drink or whatever, just put on your room service bill. And uh, our driver will pick you up the next day and take you to uh, a- another place to, to play our game for a while um, so you can review it. And then, you know, we'll, we'll drive you back to your hotel and you can you can fly back in the morning. And, you know, don't worry about anything. We'll pay for it all. Um, what do you think? Do you would... think that would influence your review at all? No, it wouldn't. <sighs> uh... It's it's tough to say. I mean, I I certainly, I probably would put in my review that so and so was very nice, but I I would like to say I would ma- maintain my integrity, but I, I guess I don't really know. I've never been in the situation. Um, I I think maybe at first you would be able to maintain your integrity, but if that happened over and over and over again, it and you probably, start building relationships right, with the publishers it, and the developers. It, it may wear off eventually. I think Dan's exactly right. Yeah. I think you're. I think you're exactly right too. And I think a lot of people would say, um, right off the bat, the same thing. You know, like no, but, you know. Yeah. Eventually, when you go to enough of those things, you're like, yeah, okay, I get you. And that's that's what I really like about us. I mean, I talked about some of the games uh, podcasts before. Somebody was asking for games podcasts to yeah. listen to, and even they have, you know, just by by virtue of what they do and. The relationships they build with these developers and publishers, they they know them at a personal level, and they they like hang out with them, and you can tell just by the way they talk about games, like oh, it's unfortunate this and this didn't work because these are all good people and stuff like that. And yeah. we don't have any of that. If we think something sucks, we're just gonna we're just gonna say we're that. Gonna say it sucks. Um, and that that I mean that's that comes with the sort of the territory of being a low level podcast, you know. We don't have to have those relationships with people. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe if we wanted to be a little bit more competitive, we would have to develop those relationships. But I like to think there's a possibility that we wouldn't have to and we could still be as competitive um, as as the ma- major publications in, in video game outlets. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's it's necessary a necessary evil that it has to exist exclusively yeah. in games? Kind of. I don't know. Because even in movies, uh, like screenings and stuff like that, are far less, uh, you know, uh, public relations centric. Yeah. Uh, you, a lot of those movie screeners, it's just the theater hosts the event, and you go. I mean, the, the obviously the uh, distributor, you know, puts it on at the theater, and you just show up at the theater and watch the movie. Um, but with games, it's it has to be a much longer experience because of the vir- by virtue of the fact of you know the length of the game right we talked about halo 4 i don't know what the runtime is on halo 4 probably like 10 hours yeah i think 10 i think i think i saw 10 hours was was average for a a campaign playthrough yeah i don't know see i'd I'd like to say like i said i'd like to say that i would maintain my integrity through all that but at the same time like if i played something i really didn't like i would have a hard time not saying that i didn't like it 
Um, and you can sugarcoat it as much as you want, but I mean, if, I think you're dislike. You know, if I was if I was uh, writing a review, we'll say Medal of Honor, the new Medal of Honor game. You know, which is not getting good reviews. As much as you know, a company tried to butter me up for it. I, like, if I didn't like the game, I would have a hard time saying that I did like the game. You I know? I agree or, with you or, there. Or, or sugarcoating the bad things about it. You know, by saying. You know, oh, it's too bad this didn't work out. You know, I the, the I know the people that worked on this were were good people, and they tried hard. But at the same time, like a lot of the problems in a game is from is from uh, you know corporate oversight and and you know notes notes from above, and you know them meddling in the game as much as it is you know mi- mi- mis- missteps from the developers. I think a lot in a lot of the bigger games, that's that's part of what it is. Right. Know, the the ones that they're looking at as cash cows, um, I think there's a lot of co- you know the the executives getting their tendrils in it. But most of your interaction would be with with corporate would be with the publishers. Right. No, I um, I'm not saying I'm saying that's what would cause a game to not, you know, uh, I don't know, a game to not come out as well as the publishers wanted it to. Right. Right. So just to use as, as an example, uh, I make a game. Yeah. And person X, who you have no idea who they are, makes a game. Um, my game sucks. Person X's game sucks. My review, you'd sugarcoat a little bit. Well, I was going to say, where I would run into trouble is if I formed friendships with them. Because I have a hard time saying anything bad about my friends. Right. No matter exactly. what I think. So, yeah, I could see that. If I didn't have friendships with them and they were just trying to schmooze me over... I think I could still be honest about their game. Mm-hmm. Do you think even if it was like your your career, your livelihood, your reputation depended on on the integrity of your game review that you like, mm. even if you thought maybe your friend wouldn't take it personally because they only constructed one small piece of the game, do you think you could? You oh, could, you're talking about the friend scenario. Yeah. Um, it depend, I guess, on how good of friends I was with them. Oh, okay. You like if it was your like best friend in the yeah, world. Yeah, like if it was one of you guys, I would I wouldn't give it a bad review. Okay. So I mean, even even everything you guys are saying it, it leads me to believe that what these quote unquote games journalists are doing is not right. Right. At, well, it's not right, but it's almost necessary. I was going to say think. at the time, at the same time, it's almost That's, unavoidable. Right. That's exactly what I was. Uh, yeah. That's exactly my point. And and I think at the same time, you know, there, there's the best thing to do to maintain your journalistic integrity, if you want to call that, call it that, is to have absolutely no relationship and not be in a position where you need to have that sort of relationship, which I think is exactly what we have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody gives a shit whether we review game A or game B. <laughs> and- they don't. But do you want them to give a shit at some point? <laughs> I mean, yes, but at the same time, I, I, to me, it's not worth sacrificing that little bit of, you know, yeah. magic that we have. Yeah, don't butter me up with candy. I guess, but I, I've always <laughs> been the guy that said, uh, if I were in a band, I would totally sell out. Right. I would if totally I pull a, band, a Green Day. If I was in a band, I would sell out too. Yeah. But if I were in a video games podcast, I'm not selling out. And I'd back you up on that, even if I wanted <laughs> to. I mean, whatever. Do you think I'm a go with the flow guy? Do you think that because of our perspective on things that we not maybe not we we wouldn't be immune to it, but um, maybe yeah. would be able to resist uh, like corruption like that a little bit more because we take we tend to take the consumer uh, 
aspect of it, like yeah. you know whether or not it's worth. Do, do we do that because that's what we believe in, or do we do that because that's all we got? That's what I believe in. I mean, I'm I've always been about the consumer, like. You know, whenever I have a friend that's about to buy an expensive electronic device, I'm like, you know, let me do a few hours of research. That's why I always ask. And you. I'll let you know whether or not this this is a better deal or this is a better deal. And, you know, whenever I buy a product, I always spend hours researching it because I think being a consumer is important. Um, and I think it's something that gets overlooked in society a lot nowadays. I think people just buy whatever's cheap or whatever has a name brand, you know, without even thinking about it. Um, I, th- I think our consumer perspective might help shield that a little bit. But... I totally agree with you, but I, I also think there, you know, that opinion is important, but also the opinion of games journalists is important because it's their job to contextualize yeah. um, whatever they're critiquing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the issue with me is that, I think it's fine that that's what happens. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's fine. As long um, as you're aware of it as a, as a it, consumer. That's exactly. That's the, that's the key point. As a consumer, you need to realize that this is going on. Yeah. Um, and as soon as we stop relying on the individual to be intelligent is when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. That's when, yeah. you know, it, you, you, need to, you need to count on individuals for – them to make the right decision and use everything at their disposal to to make that decision. And by God, we know they're just not going to do that. <laughs> and that's exactly it. And honestly, like this, thinking about it now, it's like that's a whole bigger issue it than is. just games. Yeah, that's a, that's an American thing. <laughs> it a, really is. No, it absolutely is. And I love talking about stuff like that. Yeah, I'm very, you guys, I'm a very opinionated person. And I'll tell you what I think. But... If it came to my livelihood and stuff like that, I don't know. It would be tough for me to turn something down. But, I mean, if you guys were all against it, there's no way I would do it. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Okay. I didn't have a problem with the Dorito photo. I don't care. I don't it's care. That it's, 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 it's product placement. I don't yeah. care about that. It, it's, it's not like... Um, I'm trying to think of an, of an example. It's not, you know, snack food and, and soda and stuff go hand-in-hand hand with games. Yeah. It's not like it was, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of an example. Something that has nothing to <laughs> it's do a, with games? Yeah, it's not like, like cigarettes, it, a it's pack not, of marbs. It's not like it was a, a package of Eggland's Best Eggs sitting next to him. It was Doritos. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I would say that it would be more okay to have eggs as a games yeah. journalist than something game related really i don't know i don't know about that everything we just talked about how yeah. you know it colors your opinion when outside or uh influence from publishers see it's hard are it's, paying for things it's hard for me to think that way because it doesn't color my opinion at all like i'm not more apt to go out and buy a fucking bag of doritos because of that right no no, no, but, no. i don't mean i don't mean i don't mean uh cross cross promotion i mean as a journalist oh it colors their opinion yeah oh okay yeah. Well, like I said, you know, like we talked about, as long as you're kind of aware of what's going on, like right. that's you why know, I always take an IGN review down with, a point or two with a grain of salt. Right? Yeah, yeah. you're like, yeah. well, they give it a nine. It's probably closer to an eight. Yeah. 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 For the most part, I, I didn't have an issue with that. I didn't really care. I don't care about a whole lot. So mm, me too, buddy. <laughs> me too. We're all the same. Yeah. It's just you know, it is what it is. Fuck it. 
Yeah, that, I mean that's that's what we just said. You just you need to be able to cut through the bullshit. Yeah. And make up your own mind. And and we we can do that, but as long as you, it's the rest of these that. shitty Americans that can't. We did as long buy, as you can accept that most everything is bullshit. Well, like you're in good place. We're fair. I, we're fairly I cynical. As a group. You and I are for sure, Dan. Yeah, oh yeah. I think Corey's a little less than us. Which we've talked about before briefly. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm not cynical. I just have, I also have a little bit of hope. You have that hope left in you. But you're still a little younger than us. True. That's, You've got years to Because I was, go. I was hopeful too, to a point. I've <laughs> given just, that all up. up. Oh boy, did I. I, saw, I. I remember I, was it last week I was talking about how those, the like, 18, 19 year old kids that I work with were asking me if I was going to vote. And I was yeah. like, why the fuck would I waste my time doing that? Yeah. <laughs> they gave you crap for it? Oh, yeah, thought, they did. Oh, well, they just got out of high school. Yeah, they're in fresh, high school. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's so important. Yeah, to like, vote. we're going to make a difference. I was like, no, you're not. Yeah. Like, nobody, go play Halo. Nobody like, cares what you think. No, nobody gives a <laughs> shit. Like, it doesn't matter who you pick. It's, we're fucked. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And on that happy note, Corey, you were finished, right? I'm done. Okay. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break on that happy note. And uh, we'll be right back with our What We Played This Week right after that. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 67 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played this week segment. Uh, I actually want Corey to go first because I want to hear what he thought about Civ and Borderlands 2 and Guild Wars. 
All right, so I'm Take just going to go through these quickly. We've talked about them a lot yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, Guild Wars 2, ah, I'm not sold on it. I'll no. be honest. Ooh. Not sold. Uh, I think it... Uh, I haven't played enough of it. I'm only level 15. I made a Silvari Necromancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually based it on my Magic the Gathering deck I have, which is uh, white and or green and black. Okay. Um, so obviously the Silvari part being the green part and... And uh, the Necromancer being the black part. That's kind of nerdy, but, you know, it works for me in, in a role-playing kind of weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool. The The way the story is delivered, I think, uh, doesn't live up to Star Wars The Old Republic. Right. Um, it's it's a lesser version of that. I think where the game really shines is in combat. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really figured it out yet, so for me, it's not really all there yeah um dan you mentioned like movement's a big part of it but i haven't really figured out that whole dynamic of uh moving and, and attacking and stuff it's like, I don't wh- know. yeah the, see the necromancers actually of the f- four or five characters i have i think necromancer is probably the hardest one that i played i have a level 26 necromancer um and really what you have to do is you have to figure out your ideal weapon combination that's what I haven't figured out. That's one wondering why I haven't been playing it a lot is because I haven't been able to. Necromancer's tough. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, mo- movement is key because, like, I mean, obviously, as a necromancer, you can't stand there and take blows like like a guardian or a warrior could. So you ha- you've got to try and keep your distance, and there's different ways you can do that. You know, I, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. Do you have like a fear spell where you can, you know, reverse yep. kite a little bit? Um, you have your pet spells, but then you have uh, like my necromancer. I use I dual wield knives because mm-hmm. um, you have different weapon combos that you can do. You know, you have your staff. You can have uh, two knives. You can have an axe and a knife. You can have this and that. So you really have to figure out, um, you know, what what your best. Right now, what Weapons. I've been using, I have a, a scepter because it has good area of effect. Yeah. Um, what do they call them? Runes or rings or whatever. You, you mm-hmm. plant them on the ground. And if mm-hmm. the enemies walk over them, they trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really good, especially if I'm attacking a few enemies at once or if I'm in a group, it's really effective. That's yeah. all area of effect stuff. Right. Um, and then I also have a, a dagger. Um, my, my, yeah, my alternate um, attack is your, a dagger. And offhand. What do they call them? A warhorn? Yeah, warhorn. And that, yeah, that's my other thing, okay. um, which is really, I don't know, for whatever reason, that seems, all my weapons are pretty even keel, but the dagger seems to take out enemies the quickest. Yeah, that's that's why I use a dagger, and, you know, I would I would send in my, my pet, my group of pets or whatever I had, and then I would go in, especially, like, when you're fighting one-on-one, the daggers are really good because they do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing, like, a dynamic event, I would I would switch to the staff, which the staff had a lot of good area of effect spells and and runes that you would you know place on the ground and when they would walk on it you know that's when the damage would happen right so yeah like like i said movement um you know if you can like try and funnel enemies into bottlenecks and then use you know plant plant a bunch of the runes in a bottleneck so they all walk through them Mm -hmm. um it's not like you know because you can move and cast at the same time it's not like an everquest or world of warcraft where you have to be stationary and cast Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think There's it's just a... I think it's just a matter really of just like figuring out what works best. Yeah, uh, and the game is still kind of in in its infancy, so yeah. there's not really any uh, comprehensive guides out there to to right. you know tell me what to do, yeah. which is which I prefer. You know, I prefer to figure it out on my own. Yeah, the story will get better too. It it's it starts off, yeah, because you know there's not the whole 
um, the whole conflict that you're aware of that's in Star Wars The Old Republic. You know, your 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 uh, Sith faction and your Republic faction. You know, mm-hmm. it, it yeah, kind of it... develops over time. Right, because I mean, as you just said, you kind of have when you when you're playing a Star Wars game, you have a built-in background right. that you're already aware of. Yeah. Um, this, you know, it, it's kind of from scratch, really, for me. I have no idea about yeah. the Guild Wars universe. Right, exactly, because I didn't play the first Guild Wars. I didn't know what was going on at all. Um, mm-hmm. But but the story does it, it gets better, and, and you you know you kind of figure out what the what the gist of the story is. I guess you could say. Yeah, and, and I don't think the problem was the actual storytelling part of it. I think it was the way it was delivered. Like, it's not as – it's the the story missions aren't as um, interactive, I guess, no. as yeah. Star Wars are. I agree. I agree. Uh, and that's – I mean, that's definitely one of the strength of st- strengths of Star Wars. Right. Um, I mean, the combat in Guild Wars is better than the combat in Star Wars, in my opinion. Right. Um, but, like, the environments, I've just started off in the – what is it, the – Caledon Woods is that okay? Yeah, Caledon Woods. Caledon Woods, mm-hmm. and really, I haven't seen much different environments, and it's starting to get a little boring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember you saying the water combat or water exploration is, is a, a, a hard. It's it's hard, but it's also really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. All characters come with an aqua breather, so they can breathe underwater. Yeah, I believe they all do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a substantial part of the game is is just swimming around and and exploring and stuff. But it is really cool because not a lot of games utilize that space, right? Um, like Guild Wars does. I'm curious as to where the depth in the game is because right now, to me, it just seems like another MMO where it has combat, um, uh, crafting, yeah, and, you know, just like basic RPG level progression, yeah. I don't know. Is there is there another layer in there somewhere that I'm missing out on? I mean, I, mean, there, I know there's the PvP stuff, but yeah, even that, like, it's, it's nothing. It's not super deep. I I wouldn't think. Um, I mean, it's it's an MMORPG. Like, uh, I think probably Star Wars is the deepest MMORPG because because the story is so rich and good. Um, I I, I don't mean story. I mean gameplay wise. Oh, um, I, I'm going honestly. I'm still going back to Star Wars Galaxies for depth of gameplay i don't think anyone anything's gonna ever match that i really don't um i do like guild wars 2 probably just about as much as i did star wars galaxies um just just because it's 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 just an enjoyable fun game to play um i don't know that it's like like i said deep per se um i just i just have fun exploring uh you know you're still probably in the starter zone right Uh, actually, I just got to the next one. Which one? What? What? Which one? Oh, jeez, I can't remember the name of it. But it's not that different from the starter zone, which kind of bugs me. Is it the Asura one? The it's it's a directly Matrika province. It's directly west of the Caledon Woods. Yeah, it's Matrika Matrika province. Okay, that's where the Asura start. That's their starting zone. That's uh, why you're not getting a huge difference because they, well, they border each other for one one thing. Um, you know, it's it's the zone just west. That's where the Asura, the little little guys, start. Maybe it's um, northwest then, because it's a, like a fifteen to twenty five zone. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's still the same geog- geographical area, though. Um, oh, okay. You're still in the the forest, marshy type type of zone. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, there's the desert, arid plains. There's mountains. There's um, there's like a. Oh, I guess the Matrika province is the the 
there's like a like a archipelago type of landscapes there. It's just the because you're in the same geographical area that, yeah. that you're that you're running into a zone not looking that much different from from your starting zone. Yeah, watching okay. watching Dan play, I saw him like the snow snowy mountains or something like that. Yeah. It looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just I I just I, for me I just don't understand why I should be playing this one as opposed to the Star Wars or the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still like Star Wars. I had, you know, I I was playing Star Wars heavily until Guild Wars came out. Um Really, I mean, you play it uh, you pro- have a, you know, we have a group of friends that play it. Yeah. So that's part of it. Um Yeah. I don't know. I just you, know I don't really see what it does different, and maybe it's because I haven't played it as much. Yeah, so, yeah, no, keep but... playing it. Try the PvP, too. I did do a little PvP. Did you do the World versus World? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Uh, I, did I just did it once. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, though. Yeah. It was, fun. It was kind of fun, though, and we were we were kicking ass, so it made it even more fun. Did you storm any keeps or castles or anything? We tried to, but I couldn't figure out how to get in. Well, you have to break down the door with siege siege weapons and stuff. You need siege weapons, so you don't you don't need them, but it takes a long time for dudes to just stand there and hit it with their weapons. Yeah, because I was them. outside the stupid door for like five minutes just doing a regular attack. Yeah, you need to have siege weapons. It takes too long to. How do you get siege weapons? Uh, you buy them with money. At um, there's like vendors when you go log into the world versus world versus world. I'm surprised no one else. Were you in a big group of people? Or just no, a handful. I, I, at no point did I. I have not. I have yet to join a physical group. No, you don't have to join a group. But were you like just oh, yeah, with I was people just parading around with people? And no one had any siege weapons. Uh, not that I noticed. We were getting attacked by a lot of siege weapons, but nobody, nobody had any. Oh yeah. They deployed. You're kind of a disorganized group then. We were kicking ass though, so. Uh, well, maybe the other guys just sucked. I don't know. You not a big enough group to take a keep though, right? Because that's a lot of fun. Yeah, really yeah. Is. We never broke down the doors. Yeah, we whooped everybody that was outside of it and on the on the ramparts. Yeah, um, but we we couldn't get in. Okay, um, but I did do some of the Halloween PvP. That was kind of fun. Yeah, there was this one uh, zombie thing where I think one person starts off as like they, they don't call them zombies, but it's it's pretty much zombies. One person starts off as a zombie and has to oh Orion, Orions, Orions. It could be yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, some some neat little neat little interactive things in, in that, but uh-huh. yeah, not entirely sold. I do like it, and I've been doing the daily achievements every yep. day. Yeah, that's fun. Kind of gives me a little goal. Um, once been you... really tempted to buy keys for the black. What were you gonna say? Yeah, once you get into like the mid twenties, then you can start like really exploring because you have a few zones that you can go. And what I did is probably maybe level twenty five. I started going to the other other races starting zones and exploring those and that's how you like really start getting experiences by you know exploring zones yeah and doing the heart quests and the vistas and the um skill point challenges yeah that's and that's fun the skill point challenges especially when a lot of people are playing in your zone yeah um it makes it easy and it's just fun to like all of a sudden see the update and then rush to the battle in time Yep. yep um that, that's a lot of fun, and and I do like how they do have the questing on on the go, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a neat little feature because too much too much of time ta- too much time uh, spent playing MMOs is wasted. You know, running back and forth and, and doing stupid little things that yeah. is unnecessary. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'll keep I'll keep playing it. I do like it. I'm I'm just not sold on it 100 percent as yeah. like the MMORPG to play. Right. I still really like Lord of the Rings Online. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I still have that on my computer. I think. Yeah, I still have it's free to play now. Yeah. So give it a try. Um, yeah, I'll move on to Civ Five, which Dan uh, I bought Torchlight for everybody. Um, so Dan gifted me Civ Five in return. I'm still waiting for gifts from Eric and Will. <laughs> I got a gift for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a giant middle finger. I was going to give you my, your money this weekend. Uh, didn't you give that money to Mom? Probably not. I asked you to. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but anyway, yeah, Civ Five is, is awesome. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Um, it was And it, it was funny because it was a classic civilization story. I started playing at, like... I don't know, like 11 p.m. and just said, ah, oh, you know, I'll just play a few turns, get a, get a feel for it, and uh, we'll see what happens. And like 4 a.m. rolls around, and I'm like, I gotta go to bed soon. Yeah. Um, and, five you know, rolled it's not, around. It's not that much different um, from Civ 4 in a lot of ways, except for no unit stacking, which is makes it much better. I think. Oh, I, I thought. love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Because you know, uh, positions of units matter. There's yeah. no more stacks of doom. Um, you can flank enemies. Uh, it's, you can, you can I, like I set it up where I have my front line, like depending on what age I'm in. Front line being like swordsmen and pikemen, and then behind him a catapult and an archer because they can do range attacks. Yeah. Um, and I, I whooped ass in my first game, and I was like, oh, this must be on easy difficulty. And sure enough, it was on chieftain. Um, so that kind of took away a little bit from my victory, but. Um, I just started a game on Prince, which I think is the even, the normal yeah. difficulty. Yeah, no penalties or bonuses. Right, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I really like it. I like how they do the, the policies. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to get the expansion. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know. I don't think it's too expensive. Probably 20 yeah. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, I really like it. It's another awesome Civ game, in my opinion. I, I know a lot of hardcore Civ fans hate it. Yeah. Um, to them, I would just say... You know, change with the times, bro. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's your Civ game. It's still an awesome game. Just yeah. get used to the changes. Yeah. Bro. Um, I don't know. What else is really different in that game? Uh, there were the city-states. Oh, city-states. Yeah, that's huge. Which I like. I like that. I thought that was really cool, too. <clears throat> yeah. I. Uh, it was me. I was. I did uh, just like the start of game that just, you know, did everything pretty much random. And I was the French uh and i kind of allied with russia to begin with who was close to me and then on the other end of our continent was greece and they didn't have anybody near them so they kind of took off to start um but i <laughs> allied with some militaristic city states pretty early on and they kept gifting me units yeah. um enough that i i wiped out greece pretty easily mm-hmm. even though they were you know far more advanced than me in pretty much every way you know i just overpowered them so it was cool, and, and honestly, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the city states. So it was, yeah. it, was it was a fun. That's a neat little uh, addition to the to the game. I th- I thought you know it's it's, yeah. it's another layer of complexity because you have to you know worry about your your local city states and what the, you know what they want. And... Yeah, and I like that it's not just give us money and we'll we'll help you. It's, right. You, know, you can give us money. You can uh, attack this person for us. Right. You can build this wonder for us because we really want to see it. You can gift us these units yep. if you want. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to win over the city states. Yeah. Um, so it's very cool, and and I would like. I wish more people. Uh, you have it, Dan. Do any? Do it, does anybody else we know have it? I think Will has it. Yeah, I have it. 
I haven't played it a real lot because you know, I, I think Chris has it, who's been on the show a few times. Oh, I'm sure. Get a game going. Yeah, I'm really just, bad, like, but that's fine. fine. I mean, just like kind of like how we played Torchlight every, you know, play a couple hours every few days. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to sit yep. and you know just take a turn every few days. That's fine. Can Eric come? I don't think my computer could run it. It could probably run it not well. Yeah, my laptop has run it before in the past. Yeah. Oh. So, and you you have a, a better. Uh, That's turn based, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You have a better graphics card than me, so it's like playing a game of chess. You know, we could take our time with it. Each take a turn. Do a few night. shots. Corey, were you interested in Counter Strike? Were we going to do that? Yeah, yeah it was kind of interesting, Counter-Strike. Oh, I did play Team Fortress 2 a little bit. Oh, did you like it? Uh, I'm, shooters aren't really my thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to gift you Counter-Strike Global Offensive, but I just said... <laughs> if you want to do that, go for it. How much is it? Ten bucks. I'll play. Do that. All right. That's fine. I'll do that. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd be interested in playing that. And the only other thing I played was Borderlands 2. Oh. It's the only other thing. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, isn't it? It's fucking great. And honestly, I don't even really know what it is, but I, I sat down, another like, I, I think I started playing last night at, like, 2 a.m. I was like, you know what, I just want to play some more video games. What else do I have? And then, you know, I got this <laughs> gaming PC, um, got Borderlands 2, so I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And I probably sat there for, like, two hours straight and just, you know, couldn't put it down. I finally forced myself to go to bed, but... Yeah, it's just the, the the whimsy of the game and, you know, the art style and the way it controls. It's all, like, perfect. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I put in my review. Yeah. I have nothing to complain about Borderlands, about nothing. Yeah, it's just Not a single such, thing. such a well-delivered, well-presented, you know, I don't know. It's 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 awesome. I really enjoy it, and I, I look forward to playing more of it. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm shocked that... Borderlands 2 is the game I would rather be playing right now than Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you, and I beat it, and I beat the DLC. And I still, like, man, Borderlands is sounding pretty good right now. Did You you yeah. got it for PC, right? Yeah. It probably looks, like, far better for PC. I've heard, like, especially the uh, physics in on the PC version are just so much better than the, so much better than the console versions. Does it looks awesome? And I booted it up, and I'm like, "Oh, this looks really cool." And then I went to the settings and realized it was only playing at 1080 by 720 or something like that. Oh, okay. So I ramped it up to 19 1980 by by 1020, 1070, yeah. 1072 or something like that. I don't know. I think it's 1080. Oh, yeah, 1920 by 1080. 1080. Yeah. Uh, ramped it up to that. Yeah, and, and set the refresh rate to work with my monitor. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Good. Good on Borderlands too. Uh-huh. I really enjoy it. I wish I played the first one a little bit more, but whatever. Check your Steam box, you dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Counter-Strike tonight. Nice. Okay. Um, I guess we can talk about this a little bit together. We beat Borderlands, or Borderlands 2, yeah, Torchlight 2 on, uh... oh, it was the night of the hurricane. Yeah, the first night. Mo- Monday night? My power, my, uh, yeah, my power kept flickering. I was like, Will, my power's flickering. And he's like, no. <laughs> We're so close to. Yeah, that was funny. My power, act- <laughs> <laughs> my power actually flickered a little bit too, but only like once or twice. <laughs> Never came close to going out. So <laughs> hopefully, I hope this weekend to write a Torchlight 2 review. Mm-hmm. Um, unless someone else wanted to write it, Corey, Will. 
I'm still doing my Mass Effect indoctrination. Yeah, I'll write, thing. I'll write the Torchlight okay, Trilogy. You got it, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I like the end game too. Uh, in Torchlight 2, the buying of the maps to for, for the dungeons. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great idea. That's, and then Just, you can after that you can do New Game Plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool! I didn't even know you could do that. That's excellent. Yeah, I, the, I, the, the you know the person you talk to to go to the map works. Yeah, there's another there's a girl on the bottom of the screen that says you should take a long rest now. New Game Plus mode is now unlocked or something like that. Oh wow! Well, like, oh, okay, perfect. Cool. Uh yeah, it was, it was a fun game. The end boss was really cool. Yeah, it was. Um. All I, the bosses were cool. Yeah, I agree. I even died. I think I died once during the last boss battle. Or no. Was it that? You didn't that die very much. I, I only died like once or twice. Corey and I are dying like every... Yeah, I died a lot. <laughs> every couple minutes. So. I have my character geared, though, so that I can take a lot of hits. Because I'm, engin- I'm the engineer, so I'm, yeah. the, I'm the heavy melee class. So. Where were you again, Eric? Oh, shit, you know what escapes me right this second. Interesting. Well, you can get in our next game. Yeah. I mean, that depends if Corey texts me or not. Right, there's that. Now that I gave him a free game, maybe he will. Nah. This is not free. I guess I really still owe him five bucks, but... Um, I guess I'll go next. The only thing I played other than Torchlight 2 and Assassin's Creed, obviously, was um, I finished Captain Scarlet and our Pirate's Booty DLC. Nice. Uh, it's a great piece of DLC, great writing, um, in the Borderlands 2 vein. Uh, there's, I actually didn't quite finish all of it because there's some stuff that you can only do at level 50 and with a group, so there's still more stuff that came with that DLC. I probably spent 8 to 10 hours just on the DLC. Wow. So for 10 bucks, you to get an extra 8 to 10 hours of really good content is, is, is really good, and I'm not even technically done with it yet because... <clears throat> You know, the there's a uh, I don't know some gameplay elements that you can do. At, you have to do at level fifty in with a group. So um, I still have more stuff I have to do with it. I'm not level fifty yet, but hopefully we'll be before too long. So that's if, the only other thing I played. If Borderlands Two is on sale this holiday season somewhere. I'm probably gonna get you it. You should get it. It's really good. It's amazing. Yeah, love it. It just it makes I, me nervous because I'm not into the just loot thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a funny game, and it's a yeah. fun. It, it's really long, though. I mean, yeah. I think, I think my playthrough did took like forty two hours. You know my attention it's, span. It's a gamer's game. Like it's for people that love games, mm-hmm. and not. I mean, we talked about Assassin's Creed and how our favorite part is like the history aspect of it and all this bullshit. But like Borderlands <laughs> Two is a game. It's a video game. Yeah. You know? And it makes no bones about the fact that it's a video game. It doesn't try to be anything but a video game. Wait, it right, doesn't have any colonial history in it? <laughs> What's that? No, no. I don't want to play a game no. with no colonial history. How, <laughs> how, how far did you get in Borderlands 2, Corey? Uh, not far. Not far. I uh, I put in uh, Claptrap's Eye. Okay. Um, and did like the next thing after that. So you're not so... to Sanctuary yet? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. No, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, you do. Same here. Did you buy Borderlands 2? Yeah. Oh. Alright. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody cool. stopped and looked at you. <laughs> Will, what'd you play? You, you... <laughs> what'd you play, Will? Uh, I've been kind of in a video game funk. I don't know why. 
Could be because of my depression from not getting Assassin's Creed <laughs> I don't or Halo oh, yeah. right around the corner. Where I have like eight games to play. <laughs> well, you're overwhelmed. Um, I think it's overwhelmed mainly. I've been there. But the only thing I, I get... what I was just gonna say when I get in those funks, I play something totally different and out there. That's like why Corey's I game of the year. Games. What was that one? Scapegoat. Scapegoat. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Corey's game of the year. Fat Windsor game of the year. I think it's still holding up, to be honest. Fuck you, Corey. I'm quitting if that's your game of the year. <laughs> we are going to do this year. I, we didn't do it last year, but we are this year going to do um, end of the year game awards. Yes. We're trying to make them look more clever than yeah. usual. Um, we will have game of the year, obviously, because that's one you have to have. But we'll we'll try and go off the off the grid a little bit for our, for our topics. Yeah. Perfect. So. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah. What'd you play, Eric? Bye, bye, bye. I only played Assassin's Creed this only week. Only Assassin's No, no FIFA? No FIFA. Uh, really? No. Okay. I did play My something, My PS3 Dan. and Xbox are not at a central location. Oh, that's right. So. Okay. I right. I did play something there, Dan. I thought we already got to you. That's Go fine, Will. We'll talk about it another time. No, no, no. You play, you, you, I know you were playing Diablo 2. Yeah, said I was going to say, I played and beat Diablo 2, but it just gets passed over. Cool. Yeah. Lord of the Destruction? You beat... uh, we didn't do Act 5 yet. That's Lord of the Destruction. You beat Diablo 2? Yeah. I beat the main story. That's what I wanted. That's all, that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. That applause is but... the year 2001. <laughs> 2000. Anyway. 2000. Noob. The hardest part of that game, though... That's a hard game. Yeah, the is. final boss, Diablo, was insanely hard. He did one attack that would kill you instantly. And, like, I got to the point, I had, like, 70,000 gold going into the final boss. I came out with 200. Because every time you die, you lose money. That's how much I died. And it took about 45 minutes to kill him. So, it's a hard game. Yeah. But, it's fun. And now we got to do Lord of Destruction, which I want to have it beat by Halo. And that's going after Bale? Yep. Bale. It's been a while. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been a while for me. It's a fun game, though. Better than Diablo 3, that's for sure. Yeah. Way better. Well, it still holds up. It does. Diablo 3 is already outdated. Yeah, it's just like, this game sucks. <laughs> Diablo 3 was eclipsed by Torchlight 2. Oh, in easily. My opinion. Easily. Definitely, because I will be playing Torchlight 2 again. I won't be playing Diablo 3 again. That's for sure. I booted yeah, up. I'm just to playing through Torchlight again. I boot up Diablo and yeah. go to the loading yep. screen and look at it, and I'm like, meh, I don't feel like playing it. Yeah. Just cancel out. I hear you. Okay. Uh, that's everything, right? Yeah. Are we sure this time? I don't want I, I don't want to miss out on anybody. Well, I mean, yeah. I sure as fuck didn't beat anything. I'd have to play something for more than three hours to do that. So You beat your meat a couple times. <laughs> no, I didn't, Corey. <laughs> Zing-a-ling-a-ding, no. <laughs> All right. So you, got, our... you guys should take bets when I get at my Assassin's Creed. If you don't get it tomorrow, there's problems. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, well, you could have you it don't. tomorrow if you just listen to me. I don't want to. I don't want to screw it up. You could have it tonight if you listen to me. True. I don't have my wallet. That'd be a problem. Why don't you start bringing your fucking wallet with you? I did for like. Ask, ask mom to buy it for you. <laughs> I don't think she will. Just I don't know. Mom, based on based on everything I've heard here tonight, I think she might. I'll, I'll try. I may. I may go tomorrow. I don't know. Why go tomorrow? If I, go right, tonight? If, if I don't get it tomorrow, I'll def, I'll go get it Saturday because I am going into town Saturday. So. There you go. 
glad I don't have to go into town anymore. Yeah, we're already in town. <laughs> See, I like I like going into town with friends, though. I like the drive. Well, we yeah. used to do that when we were younger. We did, and that was fun, but... Now it, that sucks. Yeah. We used to go into town just to go to the diner. We used to go into yeah. town just to go into town. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> Not even to go to the diner. Growing up in a small farm village. Ugh. We go to GameStop and... Look at all the games that we want to get. Just dick around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put our business card in game. I try to put one and like anywhere we go. Yeah. I just like like Chinese buffet. Left one on the seat. Ooh, that's our market. Yeah. (laughs) So if you found our if you found our business card somewhere, it was probably me. I don't know. I've left them littered around plenty of restaurants. (laughs) Dinosaur barbecue, Tully's. Nice. I'd like to be interested if anybody actually like. I know. Listen. That's you know what I always say to myself. If we're just one person, it'll all be worth it. It was all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the usual spiel. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstick athletes. Our Twitter account is twitter.com slash ts athletes or at capital T capital S athletes. Um, thumbstickathletes.com is our website. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we actually need voicemails for the intro. Um, we were getting them for a while, but fell right off. Yeah, uh, for the intro, you know, just say hot. You know, my name is so and so. You're listening to Thumbstick Athletes podcast. <laughs> I am Spaguter from Lake Manassas. Yeah, exactly. And we will play those before the beginning of an episode. <laughs> Can somebody please do that? Yeah, Spaguter. I am Spaguter from Lake Manassas. Um, so our voicemail, if you want to leave one of those, is six zero seven five two seven zero five four seven. Um, or you can email us at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to help out the podcast, you can do it in a few different ways. Uh, obviously, subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Zune, or favoriting us on Stitcher. Right, Corey? Absolutely. Um, Stitcher is huge, by the way. So Yeah, definitely. Definitely favorite, favorite us and listen on Stitcher. Um, or if you want to support us financially, Help us, help us out financially, I guess. Support us. Yeah, support us. Um, if you are going to be ordering things from Amazon, we have an Amazon banner on our website. If you click through the Amazon banner on our website and then place your order, clear your cookies first before you do that, um, and place your order through Amazon, we get a little kickback for, for sending you sending you there from our website. So um, that helps out a lot, definitely. We would like to get in the black one of these months so still haven't quite got there, but <laughs> we're getting eerily close. Eerily close on the cusp. Uh, it's funny that's so. just a big joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we would very much appreciate the help. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode sixty-seven of the Thumbstack Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four. Thank you.